It's time for High School Football on The Breeze 94.5. High School Football is brought to you by the Platte River Radio Sports Sponsors, local businesses supporting local athletes. You can also listen to this game online at platteriverpreps.com. Check out all of our sports broadcasts and the live scoreboard. Now let's get to the field for tonight's game on The Breeze 94.5. And good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to high school football coverage here this afternoon on the breeze, KOIQ 94.5. We're in Blue Hill. It's the opening round of Class D2 State High School football playoffs tonight as the Blue Hill Bobcats get set to take on the Tigers out of Paxton High School. I'm Mike Will. I'll call the play-by-play for you tonight. Blue Hill coming in a record of seven wins and one loss on the season. Their only loss was to highly regarded Lawrence Nelson, lost to... uh, those guys, 28-23 to 23 a couple of weeks ago. Since then, Blue Hill has come back with a couple of nice wins over Giltner, 51-26. to 26, and They beat Shelton by a score of 55-8. to 8. Paxton coming in, a record of five wins and three losses on the season. The Tigers in their third ball game of the season, losing to Sutherland by a score of 48-25. to 25, And then lost back-to-back games to uh, Garden County and to Mullen. Losing 56 to six and 60 to 14, they wrapped up the regular season with a convincing win over Creek Valley by the score of 68 to 22. So it's Paxton five wins and three losses on the season, taking on Blue Hill. They are seven and one. Blue Hill is making their 12th consecutive appearance in the state high school football playoffs. Of course, uh, had a very successful run in 2006, 2007, and in 2008, winning the championship in Class C2 in 2008 and finishing a runner-up in both 2006 and 2007. Paxton making their ninth overall appearance here in the state high school football playoffs, but their first since 2004. So it's Blue Hill and Paxton here this evening on The Breeze, KLIQ 94.5. Our pregame show is brought to you by New Tech Seed, your yield leader. Contact Terry and Jason Stark or a New Tech Seed dealer near you. Temperature-wise, going to be great for the opening night of the uh, state playoffs. Couldn't ask for anything better. It's going to be mostly sunny here to start things off. 79 degrees at game time tonight, and winds will be blowing out of the south at about 14 miles per hour. Jimmy Purcell joins me alongside, and Jimmy, it's uh, playoff football. This is what it's all about. We've been down here a couple of times with the Blue Hill Bobcats, and they're hoping that maybe uh, 2016 they can uh, maybe make another run, this time in uh, Class D2. Well, exactly. We uh, venture into uh, an area that we normally don't go, usually doing 11-man football, but uh, we've been able to, uh, the last few years, be able to do the Shrine Bowl, uh, Sertoma 8-man All-Star game uh, there in Hastings, and last year getting to go over to uh, Milligan and do the Kennesaw Exeter Milligan football game. So, uh, yeah, the eight-man variety tonight, and uh, Blue Hill with a very uh, successful tradition down here, as you said, winning the state championship some years back, and uh, just to continue to keep putting good athletes in and out. You get them good, strong farm kids and get them on here, and you look at Blue Hill's roster, they are laced with them. One guy that comes to mind, Colin Brown, he's uh, been a starter since I think he's freshman year. He is a big kid, six foot three, 300 pounds. He was down in front of us here just a minute ago for the coin toss, and uh, he's all man down there, but they'll line up behind him blue hill likes to run the football smash mouth three four five yards in a cloud of dust and uh, they do it very very well as you said earlier they're only lost to lawrence nelson just down the road here but that was a 28 to 23 ball game so blue hill uh looking to uh, get things started here uh, against paxton a team that uh, 
a lot of people don't see a lot of out of the uh, western Nebraska. And you talked about the teams they got beat by, Sutherland, Garden County, and Mullen, all out there in the uh, Sand Hills. So really don't know a lot about them. And I understand you really don't know a whole lot about them. And that's what happens sometimes when you uh, get a stranger coming into the uh, area. They don't like to share a lot of information. We will. Uh, we had to do some investigative reporting <laughs> to uh, get our news and notes for the uh, ball game here tonight. But we are set to go Blue Hill and the uh, Paxton Tigers. The winner will move on to play in the next round of the state playoffs on Tuesday as they will take on St. Mary's, a team that's already won uh, their ball game this afternoon. We'll have some scores for you before uh, kickoff time tonight. It's uh, Paxton and Blue Hill. The game tonight brought to you in part by Tramer's Food Center. B&B Carpet, also Glenwood Telephone by Norder Supply, also by South Central State Bank, by Ron's Pharmacy, and by Blue Hill Furniture. Had a chance to talk with uh, Blue Hill head coach John Coffey earlier this afternoon. We'll take a one-minute timeout. We'll come back and hear from the coach as we continue on The Breeze, KOIQ 94.5. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit NewTech at yieldleader.com. Undisputed Midwest Yield Leader. Ravenna Sanitation provides the perfect solution for any solid containment requirement. From the old shingles off your roof to a remodeled job, Ravenna Sanitation delivers a roll-off box to your house or side of the project. You fill it up and they pick it up. No more making several trips back and forth to the dump. Rely on Ravenna Sanitation to take care of it for you. Ravenna Sanitation is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County. And we're back in tonight's pregame show with Blue Hill head coach John Coffey. And, Coach, you're into the playoffs for the 12th straight year. It's going to have a, a good feeling there. Yeah, you know, uh, we lost a lot of seniors last year. And some people were saying, oh, it's a build, building, rebuilding year. But, you know, our boys played hard all year. And they turned out to have a nice season. Talk about this season, 7-1. and one. You only lost to uh, Lawrence Nelson, a pretty good football team. Yeah, you know, we jumped up on them 14-0. And then uh, they caught up second quarter at 14-all. Then we fell behind 28 to 14, and we rallied back in the fourth to make it 28 to 23 with a safety late, and then we had a chance at the end of the game to win, but it just came up short. Talk about uh, the rest of the season. Uh, what's what's been a success for you guys? Um, our running game's been really strong for us. You know, we got a good line that blocks really well for us, and you know, we have three power backs that weigh like 190, 195, and 210, and they're pretty quick and. I just call it power football, I guess. You guys are the number four seed for the uh, state playoffs this year. Talk about the number four seed. Does it make a whole lot of difference? You just uh, play these things one at a time. Uh, That's all we talk about all year. We just said one game at a time. It didn't matter who we get. You know, Paxton, they're going to be a tough team. they got a lot of athleticism on their team, and we just need to show up and play Blue Hill football, and hopefully our defense will take care of it for us. Coach, you rushed the football for 218 yards per ball game, passed for 52. You mentioned that you got a couple of guys that are carrying the load for you. Talk about those guys. Yeah, we have uh, Trent Carr. You know, he does a great job. You know, he's 6'3", 195, and he runs really hard. And then we have Lane Dicely, who's like six six foot two ten, and he's a power power runner for us. And 
But, you know, without without our line, them guys don't go anywhere. So I'll give credit to the line. They're doing a great job this year for us. Let's talk about some of those guys. I know you got some good ones up there. <clears throat> yeah, Colin Brown, he's 6'3", 300 pound, you know. Wyoming's looking at him for a while, and we're not for sure where he's going to go play. When Grant Streff, he does a good job. He's about 185, and Ethan Sharp, he, he weighs about 160, and he's quick, and we do a lot of trapping with him. And uh, switch over to the defense. Who's getting the job done for you over there? You know, overall, if you look at our two defensive ends or leading tacklers on the year, you know, they don't let nothing get outside, so it's hard for them to run outside on us. Plus, we got two middle backers when they do decide to run up the middle. They're probably our strongest kids we got on the team. And overall, we just play good, solid defense, I think. Paxton, a team that is five and 5-3 on the season, kind of similar numbers to you guys, 240 yards rushing, 73 passing. What have you been able to find out about these guys? Well, they have a couple good linemen. They're like two thirty and two ten. Plus, they got a running back and a quarter, uh, running back and number twelve, and the quarterback's number four. They pretty much run it every time for them. So we're just going to key down on them, and hopefully, that's the right key for that night. It looks like a dual threat type of quarterback. Ryan Fox is his name. He rushes uh, five hundred and seventy-eight yards for the year, five hundred and seventy-six yards uh, passing. So, uh, talk about what you've seen out of him so far. Yeah, he's very mobile. He likes to get out of the pocket a little bit and run. And we told our defensive backs, you know, never give up on the play. And we play man-to-man defense. So hopefully we just stick with them guys and the rest of our guys can take care of him when it's time to come. Coach, with that type of quarterback, is that going to cause uh, some added stress for your defense? No, actually we've played about every single game we've played. We have some dude that can run. And, you know, he's no different than anybody else because we faced uh, Pleasanton had a really good running quarterback and um, Arapahoe and we can contain them with our defensive ends. We're in good shape. What else have you been able to find out about the Paxton, a team that you don't normally see during the year? Well, they're pretty physical up front, I guess, you know. With our running game, I'm sure they're going to probably play a 5-1 or a 6-2. And, but, you know, we've seen a whole bunch of different defenses trying to slow down that wildcat we call. But hopefully we can just keep going the way we have been and keep playing hard. What are you telling your guys uh, the keys for this football game tonight? Um, we just tell them to relax and have fun. You know, it's just one game. You know, if we put too much stress on it, everybody gets all worked up and stuff. So we just tell them to have a good time, you know, play it, like enjoy it, and see what happens. So it's uh, Blue Hill and uh, Paxton coming up for us tonight here on the Breeze. Uh, the folks are seeing your football team for the first time. Your your offense is kind of different from uh, what we would normally see. Just talk about your offense. Well, you know, we weren't for sure – you know, about our quarterback, he's never played varsity, but John Rousey's come a long ways in the eight games so far. But, you know, you, you let him have time to pass, he can throw the ball. So that's kind of a little secret we got going there. But we're just more or less lining up like the Huskers were back in the early 90s and plowed ahead three or four yards at a time and see what happens. Coach, what's it take to advance here in the uh, state playoffs? Um, Just play a solid game, keep the turnovers to a minimum, and keep the penalties down, and hopefully – uh, we can come out on top on Friday night. Okay, John. Best of luck to you, bud. Hey, thanks. Appreciate it. All right, John Coffey. He's the head coach for the uh, Blue Hill Bobcats. We'll take a break. We'll have more on tonight's pregame show right after this. I had some things bothering me, some pain, and doctors suspected that it was cancer. All of a sudden, I get a call, and I found out the cancer is moving to your lungs very rapidly. You need to go see Dr. Pornshaw immediately. I had knew about the Morris Cancer Center, yes, I had heard some good things about it. I didn't even think about going anywhere else. Chemo is very tough. They 
cared about every step of the process. They made you feel at home as, as well as they can in a cancer center. I had nine weeks of treatment and then you know we did a couple more tests down the road with them and then they said things started to turn around a little. It was, uh, I don't know, it's hard to describe. It was like a weight being lifted. It changes your life every minute for the rest of it. I'm Ronald Faber and I was treated here in Mary Lanning. Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. The Breeze 94.5. Mike Will, Gene Shaw, Jimmy Purcell. We're back in Blue Hill here this afternoon getting ready for the Class D2 state playoff game between the Blue Hill Bobcats and the Paxton Tigers here tonight. Again, weather-wise, couldn't ask for anything better, Jimmy. We've, we've come to state playoff games. We've battled snow. We've battled rain. We've battled ice here in this uh, opening game of the state playoffs. Not today. This is picture perfect. We can bottle this thing up, send it to the Blue Hill Chamber of Commerce. This is going to be a nice year tonight to kick off the playoffs for 2016. Well, the weather uh, for the last three, four weeks, guys that are out in the field, if, you, if you've been living under a rock and haven't been around and seen all the dust stirred up with the harvest going, it is uh, winding down for several guys. But uh, it, it's been uh, just some tremendous weather. Normally at harvest time, we've got sweatshirts and jackets on. We've uh, actually uh, donned the shorts a couple of different days it's been so warm out there but yeah going to be a great day here going to be a a bit breezy but the temperatures are going to be uh, wonderful here in uh, blue hill all right getting uh, closer to game time here tonight you're listening to the new tech seeds pregame show here on the breeze koiq 94.5 and the coach's interview you heard tonight with john coffee is brought to you by ravenna sanitation ravenna sanitation says your trash is our treasure serving buffalo county for business or residential service Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find us in your local Yellow Pages. Like we said, there's a lot of games uh, going on during the afternoon because of the travel concerns here in the first round of the state playoffs. You'll see some afternoon action today. And here's what's transpired so far. First of all, in Class D1, Alma, the Cardinals, who trailed most of the ball game today, came back to beat Hemingford by the score of 44-32. to So Alma will move on to play either Palmer or Amherst in the uh, second round on Tuesday night. Alma, the number nine seed in the West in Class D1. They beat Hemingford tonight by the score of 44-32. to West Holt, they were also winners. They upset Dundee County Stratton today by the score of 32-30. to West Holt was the number 12 seed. Dundee County Stratton, the number five seed. West Holt moves on as they win 32-30 to today. Chambers, Wheeler Central. They uh, picked up a win today over Sutherland by the score of 5-12. Some other uh, afternoon games in the state high school football playoffs today. We see in the second quarter now Perkins County is out on top of Bertrand by the score of 24 to nothing, And that's in the uh, second quarter. Perkins County, the number two seed in the Class D1 Western uh, Division. Elsewhere, we see uh, Lords Central Catholic. They have got an 8 to nothing lead over Clarkson Lee. That is in the first quarter. Also in the first quarter, Howells Dodge out on top of Johnson Brock by a score of 22-8. to Here's a final score in, in the Class D1. It was Tri-County today beating Hardington-Newcastle by the score of 66-26. to And the number two seed, Creighton, shutting out to Dover Odell today by a score of 68 to nothing. In Class D2 here in the state... High school football playoffs. The uh, number one seed in the West, Twin Loop, they picked up a win over Juanita Palisade, winning by a score 
of 46-14. Garden County has got a lead over Sumner Eddyville Miller. They're in the fourth quarter today. The score is 54-35 to in favor of Garden County. Some other scores, St. Mary's with a win over Eustis Farnham by a score of 54-6. to St. Mary's would play the winner of this ball game coming up on Tuesday night. If Blue Hill would win, they would have a home game on a Tuesday hosting uh, St. Mary's. If uh, Paxton should uh, win the ball game here tonight, St. Mary's would head out west and play the Tigers out that way. So Blue Hill hoping for a win tonight. They'd have another home game on Tuesday against the St. Mary's, a team that picked up a 54-6 win over Eustis Farnham this afternoon. Here's a first quarter score. North Central is out on top of Loomis by a score of 14 to nothing. They are in the first quarter of play. As uh, we scroll down, we've got one other score in the uh, Class D2 ranks. That's the number two seed overall, the uh, brooding Davenport Shickley team with a big lead over Allen there in the fourth quarter by a score of 54 to 13. So that kind of brings you up to date on all the action. We'll certainly keep you up to date throughout the night with our high school football scoreboard show brought to you by. Furniture Direct of Hastings. We deliver the score. Furniture Direct delivers to your door. Get free local delivery, setup, and removal on any Beautyrest mattress purchase. Get more than what you expect when you shop Furniture Direct just south of the Sonic Drive-In, or you can catch them online at FurnitureDirectHastings.com. And sneaking closer to game time, we'll have a player introductions here in Blue Hill, and we'll get set for the kickoff here tonight. Class D2 State High School football playoffs here on the breeze, KLIQ 94.5. Always a good time, Jimmy, to, to journey out to some of the smaller schools and certainly uh, Blue Hill, like we said. We, we've been down, been down here a number of times. They had that nice run back in the uh, 2000, 2006, 2007, 2008 era, even the 2009 when Scott Porter was there and had some uh, excellent Class C2 football teams. Now Blue Hill playing uh, uh, eight-man football down in the D2 ranks. is just kind of the... The run for small towns here, but uh, Blue Hill definitely a force here, even in Class D2. Well, they really are, and I've uh, had the pleasure to be able to get to know some of those kids that were on some of them uh, younger teams. Actually, uh, back in the midget football days, some of the kids uh, came up to Hastings, and we had uh, some of them uh, on our team uh, for the uh, the midget football Packers. But it was good to see some of them grow up and uh, move on and uh, still know them very well. And uh, you talk about the facilities here, really a nice place. They uh, built this press box some years back, and it's actually just a, a big metal building. And uh, this was the last time we were here. They didn't quite have the setup they do back here. At halftime, I'm going to take Gino out here. We're going to roll the mats out. We're going to have a little wrestling match as we are up in the uh, wrestling facility here for uh, the uh, Warcats wrestling team here in uh, Blue Hill. Blue Hill Red Cloud joined together for wrestling. It's the Warcat wrestling program. And you know, you and I will be going at it at halftime. Yeah, they got a little wrestling room uh, set up. This is the uh, upstairs of the uh, press box facility here. And like I said, they uh, built this a couple of years ago. Very nice for a Class D2 school. It really is. Uh, th- this is a facility that uh, overtakes some of the t- the Class B facilities that we uh, venture around to when we do the uh, Hastings schools. But, uh, yeah, just a... Uh, a nice facility here, and I anticipate a, a great cat crowd. That's one thing Blue Hill has had over the years. These small towns especially, they really get behind their teams, and uh, they'll line the field. A lot of the guys will follow the teams up and down the uh, sidelines and uh, walk them and fill the bleachers up. So uh, just a, a great atmosphere. And holy cow, we see Ed Littler has made his way down here to uh, Blue Hill. We'll see uh, highlights <laughs> uh, to the ball game later on. As far as the game is concerned here, Blue Hill definitely – the, the favorite in this ball game, there's seven and one on the season. I see the the uh, Metro newspapers have both predicted uh, Blue Hill to uh, win in advance a couple of games here 
in the state playoffs this year. Blue Hills, a team that's been averaging 41.3 points per ball game on offense. They've been giving up only 14.5 on the defensive side of the ball. And as Jimmy mentioned, it's a it's a rushing team. They're going to rely on their uh, their rushing offense. They average 218 yards per ball game. They only pass for 52 yards. They won't really have a quarterback most of the time out there. They'll run basically out of the wildcat formation. Why, why not? you got a big old brute up there in the offensive line. You'll run behind him all day long. Well, they do, and uh, they've always had some size, and they've been physical up front. They've always had some some very good team speed, and they've got that again this year uh, with uh, John Rouser, quarterback, which he will be in there, take a few snaps. He can throw the ball, as uh, John Coffey has said, but uh, Lane Dicely, uh, a guy that uh, big physical bruising back, he won't catch it a whole lot out of the backfield. He'll just take it. He'll run a guy over if he can, but with a big offensive line, they are able to develop some holes, get some people out in the open, and again with that team speed they can really uh set the uh turf on fire and i look for blue hill to just continue to do what they've done every team knows that uh, if they're going to play blue hill they're going to have to stop the running game and that's what uh, john coffee and his troops are going to do they're going to make uh, paxton tonight try to stop their rushing game which i don't think they probably can blue hill is a very talented team paxton again with three losses on the season they're a team that averages about 40.6 points per ball game but they're giving up 34.3 on the defensive side of the ball they Past a uh, couple of weeks, they've been up 60 to Mullen. They've given up 56 to uh, Garden County. They've given up 48 to Crawford. They've given up uh, 48 to Sutherland. They've given up uh, 21 points to Maxwell. So a team that allows us some points on defense, but a very similar type of team is Blue Hill. They average 240 yards per ball game, rushing the football only 73 passing. So we've got the introduction of the uh, starting lineups here at uh, Blue Hill tonight. We're just a couple of minutes away from the kickoff of the ball game here tonight. Tomorrow here on The Breeze, KLYQ 94.5, we'll have USHL Hockey, the Tri-City Storm. They return to action after about a two-week break. They'll take their longest trip as they head up to Fargo, North Dakota, to play up there tomorrow night. 7.05 will be the face-off here on The Breeze, 6.45 for the pregame show from uh, David Fine and the crew. And uh, the Tri-City Storm Network will have the uh, broadcast for you Tomorrow night here on The Breeze. Saturday, of course, is Nebraska football. A big one as the Huskers take on Wisconsin. That'll be a 6 o'clock start on Saturday with a pregame coverage beginning at uh, 1 o'clock on Saturday afternoon. We'll take a one-minute timeout. We'll come back and check the starters as we get ready for the Class D2 state playoffs today on The Breeze. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. Today, more and more people are insuring their homes with us through Auto Owners Insurance. I'm Dave Chally at Barney Insurance. We'll provide low-cost, quality protection, claim service second to none, and if you insure both your home and car through Auto Owners Insurance, you'll qualify for additional premium discounts. Stop by or give us a call at 237-2222. We're Barney Insurance. Time is the true test of endurance. Barney Alright, Mike Will, Jimmy Purcell, Gene Shaw, all back together again for the Class D2 State High School football playoffs today on the Breeze. Get to the starting lineups here for Blue Hill. 
Colin Brown is going to be the center today. He's a big old boy, six foot three, three hundred pounds senior for uh, the Bobcats. Uh, Wyoming evidently uh, looking at him, maybe a possible recruit for the Cowboys. Grant Streff will be the guard, five eleven, one eighty five, and a junior. Ethan Sharp will be the other guard, 5'10", 165, and a junior. The tight end will be McCoy Minky. He is 6'1", 170 pounds, and a junior. Uh, another running back in the backfield is going to be Trent Court. Court is 5'8", 190 pounds, and a junior. Jimmy mentioned uh, Lane Dicely, 6'1", 210, and a junior. He's got 550 yards rushing so far this year. Trent Carr is another one in the backfield. He's got 542 yards, six foot three, 195, and a junior. And when they run a quarterback out there, you'll see a John Rausch. He is a five foot seven, 150 pound junior. He has actually runs for 331 yards so far this year, and is thrown for 324. Blue Hill on defense will go with Cody Bands, also Colin Brown and Trent Carr as your defensive line out of the. Linebackers, Ethan Sharp, Lane Dicely, McCoy Minky, and also Trent Carr. Your safety today will be Trace Ockengay. Right now, the playing of the National Anthem as we get set for football today on The Breeze. Blue Hill and Paxton here tonight on the breeze. Ryan Fox is the quarterback for Paxton. He'll do most of the uh, running and throwing here. He's the quarterback. Fox is 160 and a junior. 578 yards on the ground. 576 yards through the air for Ryan Fox. He's completed only 36% of his passes, though. He's 25 out of 69. Nine touchdowns and three interceptions for Fox. When he hands the ball off, look for Lane Blackwell. Blackwell, a 130-pound sophomore, and also a Caden Shaw, who's a 130-pound sophomore. Shaw has got 316 yards on the ground. Their leading ball carrier is Cade Simonotes. He's got uh, 73 carries, 737 yards, 10 touchdowns on the season this year. Their wide receivers will be Mason Simonotes and also uh, Trayton Hebelweight. As uh, they'll have a couple of receivers out there that cause some problems. They get uh, 12 receptions between them, so they don't throw the football around a whole lot. And now we're ready to go as uh, Paxton will tee it up. The kick comes down to the five-yard line, returned here by the Bobcats across the 20-yard line. Penalty flags down, 25-30 out to the 33-yard line. Bringing the ball back was uh, Ockengay, but Jimmy, penalty flag right off of the bat back here at the 22-yard line. Yeah, good return by Ockengay. Took that down around the goal line, brought it all the way out past the 30-yard line, but I think this is going to be against Blue Hill, I think, in the area of a hold. It's actually a block in the back by Blue Hill, so they will penalize them. Good return by Ockengay, so Blue Hill uh, gets the first penalty of the ballgame. A little bit of windy, as we mentioned before. Uh, winds will be blowing out of the south at about 14 miles per hour, so... With the penalty to bring the ball back, that was a nice return. They were out across the 30, 
They'll bring the ball back here to the 12-yard line. Blue Hill moving from our left to our right here in uh, Blue Hill. They'll be dressed in their black pants and their blue tops with their blue football helmets. The Paxton Tigers, they'll be in their blue pants and their white tops with their gold trim here. As a Blue Hill comes up and the, well, it's going to be uh, the quarterback's going to be out to the start of the ball game. That's going to be Rouse, and he's just going to be running ahead. 25, 25, 30, 35, 40. Kiss him goodbye. First play of the ball game. He takes it off of right guard and goes the distance for a touchdown. A touchdown there by John Rouse, the quarterback. So the, they had the quarterback in there to start off the ball game, and he just takes it off of a right guard here, Grant Struff, and he goes the distance. There wasn't a man around to even uh, catch the guy or even put a hand on him. No, as Rouse took the snap, he kind of hesitated a second, took it off right side. He was not touched on the play. There was a couple of good blocks in there, but Rouse with some great speed, takes it off the right side, goes 67 yards. And Blue Hill, just that quick, is on the board with a 6-0 lead. Now they'll line up. It'll be Rouse up underneath center for a two-point conversion. So the first play from the line of scrimmage goes the distance here for Blue Hill. Here's Rouse going to hand the ball away. And uh, fighting and taking it into the end zone for the two-point conversion was Trent Carr. A great start for the Blue Hill Bobcats just like that. If you're down on the hot dog stand uh, waiting for your, your hot dog, you missed the first touchdown of the ball game. 11.42 to play in the first quarter. It's Blue Hill 8, Paxton nothing. For all your furniture and flooring needs, stop at Blue Hill Furniture. In business since 1889, Blue Hill Furniture has the stability, selection, and quality of larger stores to go with friendly service and competitive prices. Top brand names, too. If you're looking for a single piece or an entire room, Blue Hill Furniture will take care of you. Better buys in Blue Hill, located at 501 West Gage. For your convenience, they accept Visa and MasterCard. Blue Hill Furniture proudly supports Blue Hill Athletics and Academics. The Breeze 94.5. So John Rouse scores his fifth rushing touchdown of the season. He goes 67 yards in the first play from the line of scrimmage. And just like that, Blue Hill is out on top of a score of 8 to nothing. They're in the ball game. A nice way to start off a playoff football game. Yeah, John Coffey couldn't have wrote it up any better with a 67-yard touchdown run. And now Blue Hill into the football. Paxton, I got a fumble down around the goal line. Actually, going to rule it. A touchback. Yeah, a touchback. He was about a yard deep. And wow. Sal fumbles the football. So they'll bring it out to the 15-yard line. And that's where the Paxton Tigers will start. Again, their quarterback is uh, Ryan Fox. He'll do uh, most of the work offensively. Fox. 96 carries, 578 yards, 25 of 69 throwing the ball for 576 yards. Paxton from our right to our left. Now look at this. They're going to put four wide receivers out to the left side of the formation and one to the right side, two guards, and a center and a quarterback right in the center of the field here. And here's a, uh, a fake pass, and Fox is going to be hitting down. He goes. That faked out nobody. Yeah, that, take, that faked out nobody. And he's uh, decked on the play as a Ryan Fox is knocked down on the play there by the Blue Hill Bombcats. That was a Cody Manns getting through there for Blue Hill to nail him for a loss. The ball is all the way back to the seven-yard line. That was a loss of six yards on the play. That fooled absolutely nobody. There's a Fox now with a more uh, traditional eight-man set. They're going to hand the ball away off of a right tackle, busting his way across the 15 out to the 17-yard line. So a short gain there, and that's going to be a Cade Shimanotes carrying the ball there. Tackle is made by Ethan Sharp, the outside linebacker for Blue Hill. So they lost six yards in that first play. They get about ten back as they move the ball back up to the 18-yard line. Now uh, 
The Paxton Tigers looking at third down and seven situation. Third down and seven yards to go. The ball is at the 18-yard line. Heaven awaits as your wide receiver split out wide to the left side now. One guy in the backfield. They're going to fake the ball to him. Fox wants to run the football, trying to get outside. He does. 20-25, and he's knocked out of bounds here at about the 28 or 29-yard line. That's going to be enough for a first down, though. A good run there by uh, Ryan Fox, the uh, quarterback there for the uh, Paxton Tigers as he takes it around the left end. Tackle is made in there by Grant Streff, number 77, for the Blue Hill Bombcats. First down there as they bring the ball to the uh, 29. So it's uh, Paxton moving from our right to our left here in this first quarter play. They got the wind in the back. Just joining us 8 to nothing as the score. Blue Hill is out on top. As the Bobcats score in the first offensive possession, the first offensive play of this football game. Here's Fox, a quick pitch. We got a problem back there. Fumbling the football is Caden Shaw, and he's got a foul back on top of it back here at the 23-yard line. That was a loss of six yards in a play. Trace Ockengay in on the stop there for the Blue Hill Bobcats. So a mixture of uh, successful plays and not-so-good plays there for Paxton. Well, and you can see the pace in an eight-man ball game is a lot faster than what we normally see in an 11-man game. And you see a lot of different formations and sets. And that one there is the uh, quarterback, Fox, optioned it to him. He was not uh, quite ready to uh, turn the corner with it. And a big loss, uh, nearly seven yards for Paxton. There's a man coming in motion now. As uh, Fox waits for the snap, he's going to hand the ball away. That's going to go up inside, and that goes absolutely nowhere. Big old Colin Brown knocks him down on the play. As the ball carrier was a Cage Simonotes, runs into a Colin Brown, a big old boy, six foot three and 300 pounds, and a senior for Blue Hill. That's going to bring up another third down situation here. Third down, 16 yards to go. Paxton has got the ball at their own 24-yard line. And I remember Brown uh, some years back when he was just a freshman playing on the uh, varsity. He's just been a big kid all through his years, but he's gotten a lot more muscular. There's uh, not a lot of baby fat on him. He is a solid individual, and he brings down the uh, good running back for only a gain of one. Here's Fox. He wants to throw. Backs up. Throws it out on the near sideline. The ball is going to be intercepted. Intercepted by Blue Hill at the 30-yard line, and picking the ball off is uh, Trace Ockengay. Ockengay's first interception of the season. He pulls it down at the 30-yard line of Blue Hill, and the Bobcats get the first turnover of the ball game. As their offense comes trot back onto the field. Paxton was looking for Hebelwaith downfield, and uh, he had a couple of steps on the defender, and that was just a tremendous move there to get back in front of the receiver, pick off the football, and bring it down. Now they got the football at the 31-yard line, already leading in this ball game, 8 to nothing, just underway here in Blue Hill. All right, Rouse is going to be up under center here with the back stacked up in the offset eye formation. Handoff here to uh, Dicely. As he bounces his way for a couple of yards, moves the ball up to the 34-yard line. Clay Nielsen there will stop there for the Paxton Tigers. So a 67-yard touchdown run on the very first play from the line of scrimmage for Blue Hill has got him a lead here, 8 to nothing. 8 minutes and 47 seconds to play in the first quarter from Blue Hill tonight. John Rouse is uh, in there at quarterback for the Blue Hill Bombcats. As he's got both ends in tight now, a couple of running backs in the backfield. Rouse is just going to take off and take it himself. Why not? 35 out to the 37-yard line. Tackle is made in there by Cade Shimonotes for the uh, Paxton Tigers. That was a pickup of a couple of yards in the play. Blue Hill perfectly content, Jimmy, with picking up three, four yards in a crack. That's their style. That's their M.O. Well, wasn't able to get here quick enough, but my, uh, my crew that taped me down, had a good job, uh, did a good job knowing that uh, there wouldn't be a lot of passes thrown in this game. There will not be because Blue Hill hangs their hat on that big line and they do a great job blocking. They like to run the football and you'll see a lot of it here tonight. 
All right, rounds together. He's going to hand the ball away, fighting across the 40, 35. Still on his feet down to the 30-yard line, carrying the bail. There is Trent Carr. This is what they do. they got some big old boys back there, 195, 210, and 190. This is a Trent Carr, the 195-pounder. And, boy, that's like a big old snowplow, Jimmy. He just takes the ball down to the 30-yard line. That's a first down for the Cats. That is the first first down, if you can believe that, out of Blue Hill tonight. And a great job by Carr dragging a couple of defenders with him. A gain of nearly 14. That is five carries already for the Blue Hill offense. 90 yards. And they've got it uh, down at the 30-yard line, first to 10. Now an unbalanced line. The power set off to the left side. And now they come back with a little uh, trap play back inside. And that's going to go nowhere. Brings it across the 30, maybe down to the uh, 29-yard line. Carrying the ball there was uh, Dicely for Blue Hill. He was tackled into play by Nielsen, the inside linebacker for the uh, Paxton Tigers. Dicely comes out. Into the ball game now will be Ockengay for head coach John Coffey in the Blue Hill Bobcats. Also coming in is going to be uh, Minky. He's going to bring into play a little messenger service there from the offensive coaches down here on the near sideline. It's going to bring up a second down situation. Second down, eight yards to go. Just under seven minutes to play here in the first quarter. Eight to nothing. Blue Hill has got the lead. Wide receivers left and right. Man goes in motion now off to the far side. And they're going to give the ball away to him. 25-20-15. He's knocked out of bounds to the 14-yard line. Carrying the ball there was a Cody Manns. He was the guy who came back in motion. Cody Manns is the handoff. And finally, he's bopped out of bounds on the far sideline. Over there to knock him down was a Bennett uh, Perlinger. A 145-pound sophomore. But hold the phone here. We got a penalty flag. I did not see it out there. Going to be motion on Blue Hill after a nice game by Manns. He was going to have plenty for the first down past the 20-yard line. And uh, Blue Hill nailed with their second penalty of the night. They'll bring it all the way out to the 34-yard line. And Blue Hill will look at a second down and long. Yeah, I didn't see where that penalty flag was. But obviously on the far side of the field there, this guy picks up the hanky over there. So penalty on Blue Hill. We're down to 6.44 to play here in the first quarter. Eight to nothing to score. Blue Hill out on top. So instead of having a first down down here inside the red zone, Blue Hill will be looking at a second down situation. Second down at about 13 yards to go. Line of scrimmage is the 34-yard line. As a Blue Hill comes up to the line of scrimmage now, Rouse is uh, waiting for the snap out of the uh, shotgun. Fakes the ball, now throws it, and it's going to be incomplete. Nearly a one-handed stab there by uh, Trent Carr, but he couldn't hang on to it. That's going to bring up a uh, third-down situation. Boy, Carr lined up on the left side of the formation, just come across the field and had a late defender try to catch up to him. If Carr catches that football, he had a lot of open area down around the 20-yard line, but uh, he juggled it a little bit one-handed and wasn't able to bring it in. So Blue Hill, look at a third-down call here, third and uh, about 13. Line of scrimmage is the 34. Rouse with an empty backfield now. Wide receivers go left and right. Rouse backs up. He's got time. Rouse throws the ball. It's going to be incomplete. Trying to get it to uh, Lane Dicely, a big old target coming out of the backfield. There is six foot one. He threw it down around his uh, ankles, and it's an incomplete pass. Going to bring up a fourth down. Well, Blue Hill kind of getting out of what they like to do is run the football when they had the penalty, and they were set up in long distance downs. They uh, were forced to throw the football. That one there, not a very good pass by Rouse down around uh, Dicely's and ankles, so now we'll have a uh, punt and not going to send anybody back deep for Paxton. Cody Manns is a punter. He averages 34.2. That one was nearly blocked, and I think they got a piece of it. It goes out of bounds. Tremendous pressure there by uh, Emmett Rosentrader for the Paxton Tigers. He got in there and nearly blocked the ball, but he got most of it, Jimmy. He goes out of bounds, 
And a, not a very long kick there. The line of scrimmage was the 34-yard line. They're going to bring the ball to the 33. That, my friends, was a one-yard punt. I was going to say one yards on the punt, and they didn't send anybody back deep, so Blue Hill had to know they were coming after the punter, and they got in there very deep. Knocked it off the right side just over the Blue Hill bench, so Paxton with a big break there, they come up with the uh, special teams play, and they got the football out at the 33-yard line. Ryan Fox will bring a man in motion now to the uh, near side. That's a uh, hevel weight. They're going to hand the ball off inside. Seminoaks is going to bring it across the uh, 35 to the 36-yard line. Ethan Sharp into the stop there for the Blue Hill Bombcats. They'll give him a pickup of about three yards in the play, second down and seven. The Paxton Tigers, five wins, three losses on the season. Taking on the Blue Hill Bombcats, they are 7-1. and one. This is the opening round of the Class D2 State High School football playoffs tonight on the breeze. Caden Shaw is here. Wide receiver split to the right side of the formation. One running back in the backfield. Shaw now comes in motion. They're going to give the ball away to him, trying to bring it around the left end, and he is going to be stopped and ripped down at the 34-yard line. Cody Bands and Ethan Sharp into the stop there for Blue Hill. They stay home, Jimmy. That's what you're supposed to do over here on the defensive end position. He stayed home and ripped down Shaw. Well, and again, Blue Hill's got the size up front, but they've got tremendous speed out on the ends, and they were able to bring uh, Shaw down uh, about a one-yard loss there. So going to bring up third down. We'll call it nine ball right at the 34-yard line. Wide receiver splits out wide to the left side all the way to the uh, Blue Hill sideline. There's a handoff. No, it's going to be Fox. He's going to run the ball to quarterback as he brings it across the 35 to the 36. The penalty flags go down. This one's probably going to go against uh, Paxton. So it's a quarterback keeper with uh, Ryan Fox as he brings the ball to the 36 for a three-yard gain. It's a holding call here against the Paxton Tigers. But John Coffey will probably decline this to bring up a fourth down, and that's going to be the situation. They're going to put the, punt the football away now with uh, Hebelweight, who's coming into the ball game. Averages 35.3 yards per return. Blue Hill have dropped somebody back here deep at the five-yard line. And dropping back is going to be Akinge. Hebelweight will have the wind to his back, which uh, continues to blow here. We're under five minutes to play here in the first quarter. Low snap, he gets it away. Good end-over-end kick is going to drive him back to the goal line, and it goes into the end zone and out. So he touched back there, and Blue Hill will get the ball again at their 15-yard line. Late decision there by Ockingay. He was uh, trying to determine whether he should field that one or not. He was standing about a yard past the uh, goal line, and uh, at the last minute just ducked his head, let the football go through the end zone. So they'll bring it out to the 15-yard line with Blue Hill in lead. Blue Hill leads at 8 to nothing with 4.45 left to go here. Paxton on defense. Blue Hill's third set of downs. By the way, Blue Hill with 92 yards already on the ground of rushing. Rouse back in there at quarterback. They'll start with the uh, shotgun set here. Rouse fakes the ball. Now he wants to run it. He's going to be hitting down. He goes. Rouse is going to be thrown for a loss. Look at the white shirts. The Tigers all over the quarterback. John Rouse of the uh, Blue Hill Bombcats. Tackle is made in there. The lead charges there by Emmett Rosentrader. He's a 190-pound senior anchoring the uh, defensive line there for the Paxton Tigers. A loss of a couple of yards on the play as they move it back to the 13-yard line. Second down, 12 yards to go. Blue Hill with the ball in their own territory. Double tight end situations now with uh, Rouse in the uh, shotgun set. He grabs the ball. He's just going to run it himself again as he takes the ball straight ahead. And not so fast, my friend. Down he goes. Another loss in the play back to the 12-yard line. So Rouse just takes off, tries to make something out of nothing there, and Rouse is brought down on the play. Tackle is made in there by the Tigers. That's Dalton Cattrell who's into the ballgame now, a 200-pound sophomore. 
Paxton's got a lot of young guys on this football team. Well, they do, and they've uh, really uh, regrouped very well after that uh, opening play. 67-yard touchdown run by Blue Hill. Since that run, only 18 yards on the ground for Blue Hill. This Paxton defense is playing some tough D right now. Rouse will be up under center with Dicely behind him. Third down here for Blue Hill and Long. Dropping back is going to be Rouse. He throws the ball near his side. It's going to be incomplete. The intended receiver there for the Blue Hill Bobcats here on the sideline was Minky. Back in coverage there for the Paxton Tigers was Blackwell. And now it's fourth down. Now Blue Hill has got to be careful here. They're going to have to punt against the win. A stiff breeze with three and a half minutes to play, leading in the ball game eight to nothing. Well, and Paxton playing the uh, game of field position. They're definitely going to get it here. Sal is uh, going to drop back deep. He'll stand at his own 30. Now he's going to come in a little bit as the punt is uh, off a pretty good punt into the wind. He grabs it at the uh, 31-yard line, dances to the 35, and goes off on the far side to the 40, across the 40-yard line to the 37 of Blue Hill. So the Paxton Tigers have the ball in Blue Hill territory for the first time tonight with 3.15 to play here in the first quarter. Chow with about an 11-yard return there across midfield, which is the 40, which we're not used to seeing. But again, the 40 is uh, midfield. So this is the first time they have ventured into Blue Hill territory tonight. They're playing better on the defensive side of things. We'll see what they can do here against this stingy Blue Hill defense. All right, it's going to be Fox coming up to the line of scrimmage. He'll be in the shotgun set with a wide receiver off to the right side. Also a running back off to his left side here in the backfield as he waits, fakes the ball, play action pass. Drops back to throw, throws it down the right sideline. The ball is out there. It is caught for the touchdown. That's Hebelweight. Catching the ball down the right sideline. He got behind uh, Mickey over there for Blue Hill. A perfectly thrown ball by Ryan Fox. A touchdown for the Tigers. Well, and Mickey was right in his hip pocket, but then at the last minute, the throw kind of caught the wind, and uh, he accelerated very nice and got down the sidelines and got ahead of Mickey, and we'll give him 36 yards on that pass and catch. And now Paxton, the Tigers, are on the board. And we'll see what they elect to do here. Probably line up for a two-point conversion. But a, a nice pass and catch there by the Paxton Tigers. For Hebel Waite, that's going to be his, uh, what, fifth touchdown reception of the season. So now it's an 8-6 to six ball game. The Blue Hill Bombcats have got the lead. Now Paxton will go for the two-point conversion. Fox has got the ball, fakes it, now wants to run it toward the goal line. Still on his feet, keeps his feet moving as he gets to the goal line. And he is going to be stopped just short. Stopped just short of the goal line for the two-point conversion. So Blue Hill will continue to lead here in this one. But the Paxton Tigers on the scoreboard now with three minutes and eight seconds to play. We're in the first quarter from Blue Hill. The score is the Bobcats eight and the Tigers six. You're listening to High School Football on the Breeze. Glenwood Business Center offers a ready-to-go, on-demand furnished office for up to three people with affordable rent by the hour, day, or week. A modern tech-powered space complete with Glenwood high-speed fiber allows you to do sales presentations, demonstrations, or one-on-one training. Do you have a home-based business? This fresh, clean space offers a safe and secure place to meet. It's quick and easy to rent with a great downtown Hastings location. Call today, 402-303-1000 to reserve your meeting date. The Breeze, 94.5. High school football for the playoffs brought to you in part by Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration by Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in both Hastings and Sutton. Here comes the run-up on the boot, the run back now for a Blue Hill across the 25 out to the 28-yard line, bringing the ball back was uh, Akengay. And making the stop on the special teams was Dawson Helmer. Austin Helmer, 150-pound junior, and are now for the Tigers. 
So after they gave away that long touchdown run on the very first play, the Paxton Tigers kind of uh, got their screws in here defensively. Now they're playing pretty well on defense. Well, they really have, and uh, they've uh... – Rouse has tried to throw the football around, which is what he doesn't do a lot. Only 54 times coming in the game is 0 of 3. So Blue Hill looks at a first to 10 here. Rouse fakes the ball. He's going to run it again across the 30, onto the 33, 34-yard line. So give him a pickup of about 7 yards in a play there. John Rouse carrying the ball. Tackle is made by Lane Blackwell, a 130-pound sophomore out of uh, Paxton. So pickup, we'll give him 6 yards in a play as he brings it to the 33-yard line. 2 minutes and 41 seconds to play. Here in the first quarter from Blue Hill tonight, the Class D2 St. High School football playoffs. The winner will get St. Mary's on uh, Tuesday in the second round here. The state playoffs back stacked up in the offset eye formation. Man comes in motion down near side. Option play. And uh, Rouse is going to be wrapped up before he even gets started. Now the line of scrimmage busting through there was a Rosen Trader, a 190-pound senior defensive lineman. He didn't have a chance to get started, Jimmy, as he was trying to run down the line of scrimmage. He was wrapped up and thrown to the turf. No, Grant Strett was uh, on Rosen Trader, and again, uh, just didn't get uh, get any hands on him. He got into the backfield very quickly and rousted all he could just to uh, try to keep from getting any additional yards of loss. That uh, was a loss, actually, of two yards, so it's going to bring up third down and five. For Blue Hill. From the 33-yard line. Now penalty flags. Yeah, I think Paxton uh, flinched up front. That's going to be the case offsides here against uh, Paxton. So Rouse was going through the count there. And the Paxton Tigers jumping up front. That'll give them five yards, and that should be enough for a first down. That's going to be the case. They signal first down there. So Blue Hill has got the ball up near uh, midfield down, about the 37-and-a-half-yard line. A minute and 50 seconds to play here in the first quarter. Blue Hill has got the lead 8-6. to six. Over Paxton. Rouse will be in the uh, shotgun set now, the power shotgun set with a couple of running backs in front of him here. Rouse has got the ball. He's going to run it, and he's going to be stacked up again. He gets back to the line of scrimmage, and that's all she wrote. Thrown down into play there by big old uh, Roper Chandler. Chandler's 230 pounds and a junior. Paxton has got some beef up there on that defensive line, Jimmy. And right now causing the, the Blue Hill Bobcats all kinds of problems. Well, they are. They're raising all kinds of cane in that uh, Blue Hill backfield. That was actually a loss of about a half a yard. So Blue Hill, uh, again, after that first play of 67 yards, they have done virtually nothing. 23 yards. Since that point, the Paxton defense has really tightened things up. Yeah, they had 67 on the first play. Now they're going to run the option play again. Rouse has got the ball across the 40 to the 39-yard line. But now they're still going to be about, uh, what, seven, eight yards shy of a first down. Clay Nielsen entered the stop there for the uh, Paxton Tigers. So now Blue Hill will be looking at a third down situation. 50 seconds to play here in the first quarter. An 8-6 to six ball game. The Bobcats have the lead. We'll see what head coach John Coffey Dials up right here as the play comes in off of the near sideline. Messenger service provided by McCoy Minky Incorporated, LLC, <laughs> as he brings it in from the near sideline in the offensive coaches here. Well, the rush-pass ratio is uh, 12 rushes to three passes for the Blue Hill offense. Rouse will be in the uh, the shotgun. He'll be all alone back there, not going to have a man in motion. Rouse has got the ball. They're going to swing it out here. It's grabbed at the 40, 35, and he's run out of bounds down around the uh, 32 or 33-yard line. Grabbing the ball there for the Blue Hill Bobcats that time was Trent Carr coming out of the backfield. Tackle was made by Nielsen again for Paxton. A yard shy of a first down. So now it's fourth down and one. The ball is at the 33-yard line of Paxton. 
Well, and a gain of uh, nearly seven yards right down in front of us, in front of the Blue Hill bench. And the uh, receiver there in Trent Carr was not able to, to get the football across the line. So now we'll see if that big offensive line for Blue Hill can do some damage. It'll be Dicely in the backfield along with Carr. All right, rounds up under center as he looks over the defense of Paxton. They snap the ball. There's a handoff. Dicely breaks through there. He's going to go the distance. He's going to go into the end zone for a touchdown. He takes it in from 33 yards out. Boy, he got by the first uh, line of defense, the defensive line. He hops into the secondary, Jimmy, and that was all she wrote. Kiss him goodbye. A touchdown for the Cats. Yeah, Dicely showing his wheels. A big guy in there, and they just a trap play off the left side. They did a great job, and again, he just hopped a defender right at the line of scrimmage, and Dicely takes it in from 33 yards out. Dicely with three carries and 37 yards. Don't allow me to call him Sam tonight because I just about did. That is Sam's boy out there, but Lane doing a great job giving Blue Hill uh, a touchdown from 33 yards. Blue Hill line up and go for two. I, I never did think that Sam was quite that speedy. <laughs> I think the, the sun's got all the speed. I think so. All right, so now we're going to have a two-point conversion. They were successful on their first one. Rouse is waiting for the snap. He's got it, tosses the ball back to Carr, sweeps right side, and he leans toward the goal line. He does not get in. So the two-point conversion is good, but Blue Hill retains their lead here. They score with 10 seconds to play in the first quarter. We'll take a break. The score now is Blue Hill 14, Paxton 6. The South Central State Bank of Campbell, Franklin, Oxford, Blue Hill, and Red Cloud is a full-service bank offering every banking service your family might need. Offering internet and mobile banking. Log on to southcentralstatebank.com. Good luck sports teams from the South Central State Bank, member FDIC. There's just one place where students are students first, and athletics are played with purpose and perspective. That place is your local high school. High school sports. A winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the director Nebraska School Activities Association and the Nebraska State Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. The Breeze 94.5. All here tonight on The Breeze, brought to you in part by Kramer's Food Center, by B&B Carpet, also by Glenwood Telephone, and by Norder Supply. 14 to 6 is the score. The Blue Hill Bobcats have got the lead over the Paxton Tigers here tonight. Scoring that nice run by uh, Dicely. Here comes the uh, kickoff now by the Cats. Going to angle off to the far side. Grab there at the two-yard line. Back quickly to the 15. And he's going to be run out of bounds. Penalty flags will go down at about the 18-yard uh, line. Could have an illegal block over there as they bring the ball back after the touchdown there by the Blue Hill Bombcats. We were just talking about, uh, yeah, I know what Paxton is, is, is known for. I've been out to Oli's before. Oh, yeah. Oli's is a uh, great spot. I haven't been out there for some years, but, uh, yeah, that's a it's a nice uh, spot to just pull off the interstate and yep. have a little have a little sandwich. Have a, have a beverage or two. Yeah. Oli's big game bar out there in Paxton. Yeah. yeah. If you're a hunter, you'd love to go out there. They got some unbelievable mounts, but Paxton penalized for the third time in this football game, and they will be pushed back inside the 10-yard line. They'll spot it down around the 7-yard line. Again, Paxton has come to life with that. Uh, they had a 36-yard touchdown pass on the last drive. So we'll see what they uh, try to do. Blue Hill's been pretty good against their rush. All right, only four seconds to go here, so this will be the final play of the first quarter. They just have an inside handoff here, and they bang for a couple of yards, and that's all we got here. Cade, someone that's carrying the ball there for the uh, Paxton Tigers will give them two yards in the play. It'll be second down and eight when we come back. So the first quarter in the books here tonight. The Class D2 State High School football playoffs from Blue Hill. 
Homestanding Blue Hill has got the lead as the Bobcats 14, Paxton 6. You're listening to high school football tonight on The Breeze. We're the Centered around you, you, you. One stop shop that gives you more. Shopping centered around you, you, you. Whether you get more, Superstore Alex. Superstore. The Breeze 94.5. Mike Will, Jimmy Purcell, Gene Shaw back here at the. Uh, Blue Hill football field, the Class D2 State High School football playoffs tonight. Blue Hill out on top by a score of 14-6. Uh, Look at some halftime numbers real quick for the Paxton Tigers. Uh, their quarterback in the ballgame, Ryan Fox, is one of two passing. He's had one picked off, and he's connected on a 36-yard touchdown pass to Trayton Hebelthwaite. They've uh, rushed the football just 16 yards, so 52 yards of total offense for Paxton for Blue Hill. 134 on the ground on 14 carries, and their quarterback, Rouse, is 1 of 4 passing, 7 yards, so 141 total for the Bobcats, and they have the lead as we are ready to start second quarter. All right, here's uh, Fox. He's going to hand the ball away. That's going to be their big old running back, Shimonotes, now, as he takes it off of left guard. He's going to be stopped in a play by Ethan Sharp of Blue Hill. Not much gain there. Now, did they fumble the football? Yes, they did, and it's recovered by Blue Hill. So a late fumble there, and the Cats have come down with the ball at the eight-yard line of Paxton. Well, Shimonotes was trying to fight for some additional yardage, and uh, like all good defenses do, when you got them wrapped up until they go down, you try to claw and grab at that football, and the pig comes loose on the turf, and Blue Hill, look at this, with a 14-6 lead with 11.47 left to go to half, have a first and uh, actually a first and goal at about the eight-yard line, so a big special teams play or a defensive play here by the Bobcats. Didn't see that one come loose, but the uh, Bobcats come down with it on defense, and they got their second turnover the ball game now as they hand the ball away. That's going to be stacked up. They try to go with big old Trent Carr, and he's stacked up there by Roper Chandler, the junior defensive guard in there for... The uh, Paxton Tigers. They move the ball down to about the uh, nine-yard line. Actually, a loss of about a half a yard in the play. I'll we'll call it the second down and goal. So a big, big turnover there on the Paxton Tigers. They're in a second one in the ball game. They had an interception back there in the first quarter. Now we, uh, a fumble here deep in their own territory. Blue Hill sets up with a nine-yard line and second down here. Off-balance line. The power set up to the left side. There's a, a play-action pass. Rouse wants to throw. He does. It's caught down here at the four-yard line. Lane Dicely in on the reception there for Blue Hill. Tackle is made by Nielsen, the linebacker for Paxton. And now they've got the ball down here at the four-yard line. That was a, a pickup of about five yards in the play. But now Blue Hill looking at third down and goal from the four. Wow, and Rouse reverse pivoted out of there and rolled to the right side. He had Cody Manns lined up over here on the left side, and he broke free from his defender. He was wide open in the uh, end zone there if he would have looked downfield. But Dicely picks up a nice gain, nearly six yards, it's going to bring up a third down and goal here from the five. Empty backfield. Two men split out wide to the right side. Now they're going to hand the ball away. And coming here to the left side is Dicely. He puts his head down and drives it down to the one-yard line. It was going to be stopped right there by Perlinger. That was a huge collision down here at the one-yard line. I thought maybe Dicely's power would get him over the goal line, but a nice defensive play there. By the sophomore, Bennett Perlinger for Paxton. Perlinger gets up and grabs his face back, kind of readjusts his helmet. That was a uh, a big hit. Uh, that's one thing I've noticed through eight, man. It doesn't matter what size it is. These guys come to play, and they are uh, some hard-hitting individuals out there. And Dicely 
is a good one for Blue Hill. It's going to be a fourth down and goal situation from the two. Rouse is going to get the snap. He takes it off of the right side, and he did not get in there. Great, great defensive stand there by the Paxton Tigers. Blue Hill had a first and goal at the eight-yard line, Jimmy, and they do not get in. A big old momentum boost there for the Tigers. That was a nice play by Clay Nielsen, the linebacker for Paxton. Oh, it really was, and Rouse tried to take that off the right side. And again, you've seen a host of white jerseys in there in the uh, Blue Hill backfield, and then it was just a scrum to try to get Rouse across the goal line, but he comes up a couple of yards short. So again, the fumble does not hurt the Tigers. They get the football back here with 9.52 left. They trail 14-6. to So here comes the offensive unit here for Paxton. They're going to start deep in their own territory here. One running back will be in the backfield. The wide receiver is split out to the right side of the formation. Fox is going to hand the ball away out across the uh, five-yard line to about the seven. Carrying the ball there was Cage Seminotes. He's their uh, leading ball carrier, 737 yards. Coming into the ball game here today, Ethan Sharpen in the stop there for the Blue Hill Bobcat defense. Four Seminotes here in the ball game. That is his fifth carry, just 17 yards. The Blue Hill defense has done a pretty good job. You look at the total stats for Paxton in the ball game, just 20 yards on 11 carries, and they've had a couple of fumbles, so Blue Hill has done good against the rush. Second down and seven. Here's another running play. They can't do much with it down here. They need some some area away from their goalpost here. Shimonuts again takes the ball for a couple of yards, brings it up to about the 10-yard line. Tackle is made by J.C. Himmelberg, who's into the ball game now for the Cats. So I think a big third down call here, Jimmy, for the uh, Tigers, third down at about three. Ball's on their own 10-yard line. Well, and again, the wind's still blowing here from uh, south to north in Blue Hill. You can see the American flag just uh, standing straight out. So if Blue Hill could come up with a stop, they'll be forced to punt into this strong wind. Fox in the uh, shotgun set. Going to hand the ball away to Shimonotes, and he's not going to get there. A nice defensive stop there by the Bobcats. Cody Manns gets in there and nails Shimonotes. He did not get back to the line of scrimmage. A loss of yards. And it's going to be a one-yard loss back to the nine-yard line. Fourth down and about three and a half now for the Tigers. They'll have to put the ball away. Well, like Paxton has done a lot here since that opening play, they've had a lot of white jerseys in the backfield for Blue Hill. They had a bunch in there. Great penetration by Blue Hill. And now they'll be forced to punt. It'll be Ockingay back deep for the Bobcats. There's a Hebelweight. He's going to be the punter. Gets the ball away. It's going to bounce here at the 33 to the 35-yard line. Across the 35, out to the 37, it's going to be down right there. And that's where the Blue Hill Bobcats will uh, start this drive. So they got a big turnover down inside the 10-yard line. Couldn't punch it in, but their defense holds. And now they get the ball back here with about eight minutes to play in the second quarter. Our game tonight brought to you by Mary Lanning Healthcare, Your Care, Our Inspiration, and by Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and in Sutton. So... Blue Hill will come up to the line of scrimmage now, which is going to be the Paxton 37-yard line. Wide receivers all over the place. For Rouse, your quarterback, he backs up, swings it out here. Going to be grabbed at the knees across the 35 to the 33-yard line. Nice grab there by Trent Carr. He's like a magic man. He goes down at the run his knee level to bring that baby in. Finally brought down in a play by uh, Perlinger, and that's a pickup of about four yards in a play, second down and six. Great concentration there by Carr. Yeah, that was a low pass. That is three consecutive completions now for Rouse. And after uh, the uh, catch, Carr takes it downfield for a gain of about four. We'll call it second down and six right out in front of us here for Blue Hill. Wide receivers split out to the right side. They're going to hand the ball away to Carr, who is coming in motion. Carr is going to be drugged down over there at about the uh, 32-yard line. That's going to be uh, Dawson Helmer 
Get another stop there for the Paxton Tigers. I'm surprised at how much uh, traditional offense we have seen out of a Blue Hill after talking with John Coffey and the, the offensive coaches all week long. Get ready for this thing. They said, we'll run out of the shotgun about 80%, or uh, run out of the Wildcat about 80% of the time. We haven't seen it all night. No, they haven't. They've had Rouse back there uh, virtually the uh, whole evening. Uh, running the plays, and he'll operate this from a third and five for Blue Hill. They fake the ball now on the uh, little end around. There's a pass across the middle. It's caught 25 down the sideline, 20-15 down to the 13-yard line. Grabbing the ball was Trent Carr. So Trent Carr working out of the backfield there as he takes the ball down to the 13-yard line. Helmer into the stop for the Paxton Tigers, but it's a first down for the Cats. Fifth first down for Bobcats and for... Uh, Roush throwing. That is four consecutive completions. I was just looking here. The uh, main target so far has been Trent Carr. That was another nice reception, and he takes it around left or uh, around the right side. Now we've got a uh, Paxton Tigers shaking up over on the far side of the field, but uh, Carr now with three receptions in the ball game for 28 yards. Helmer is the guy. The guy made a tackle. He's the man down here at about the uh, 15 yard line. Looks like he's working out uh, some cramps over there on the far side. So six minutes and 48 seconds to play. we got an injury timeout here in Blue Hill. We'll take a break with a score. Blue Hill 14, Paxton 6. Getting the most out of every acre is a tough challenge for every grower. It helps to have an expert with you every step of the way. Norder Supply has been assisting local growers in achieving maximum net return per acre for over 40 years. Give one of the agronomy sales specialists at Junietta, Blue Hill, Bladen, Red Cloud, or Franklin a call today at 402-756-4345 to experience expert agronomic advice and to see how they can help you maximize your return on every acre with spot-on recommendations and ASGRO and DeKalb Seeds. The Breeze 94.5. Playoff football for you tonight here on The Breeze. Going to be in Blue Hill tonight for the first-round game between the Bobcats and the uh, Paxton Tigers. Blue Hill looking at first down, 10 yards to go. They got it down here at the 13-yard line of Paxton. Rouse is your quarterback. Offset line to the left side. Here's a inside handoff. Now it's going to go to Carr as he bangs his way down to the, about the 9-yard line. So a pickup of about 5 yards in the play for Trent Carr. But rush for 542 yards coming into the football game here tonight. Nielsen in the stop again for the Paxton Tigers. Boy, it's primarily been Rouse, the quarterback, Dicely, and Carr this evening for Carr. Six carries, 24 yards. Dicely with 37, and the quarterback, Rouse, with 83 yards already. Here comes a man in motion. They fake the ball. Rouse has got it himself, and Rouse takes the ball down to about the eight-yard line. Tackle is made under by Nielsen again. He's had a good first half for the Paxton Tigers. Now Blue Hill looking at a third-down situation. Third down and about five yards to go. Yeah, he's already got seven tackles. Clay Nielsen leading the tackle charts. He's got seven ta- uh, tackles for the Tigers. Say that five times. Tackles for the Tigers. Yeah, down here at the eight-yard line. Third down for the Blue Hill Bobcats. Three wide receivers split out to the left side. Empty backfield now for Rouse. As he waits for the snap, long count. He's got it, tosses it out here. It's going to be incomplete. Going off of the fingertips of Trent Carr. So now Blue Hill looking at a fourth-down situation. I was watching their field goal kicker during uh, warm-ups. He's got a range of about 42 yards. He was banging them home uh, going in this direction. We'll see if head coach John Coffey elects to maybe try a field goal attempt with a strong one to the back. I don't think so. I think the offensive unit is going to stay out there. That's going to be the case. Fourth down, five yards to go. The ball is down here at the eight-yard line. 
We've got one, two, three, four, five guys split out to the left side of the formation. They throw it out here. It's grabbed at the 10-yard line to the five, down to the three-yard line. That should be enough for a first down. They get the ball to Trent Carr. So five of the eight guys were all split out here to the left side with the car behind a wall of four. They got him the ball. It's going to be a completed pass as they bring the ball down to about the four-yard line, and now they're going to bring in the chains off of the far side to measure. Now they're going to have to bring the ball right here to the four, and they're going to bring the chains in from the uh, far sideline all the way across the field here to measure for a possible first down. Blue Hills offense stays on the field here, so they're confident they got it as they uh, stretch things out here. And they're going to come up just short, just short by a couple of inches down here. So a, another change of events, another change of possession. Blue Hill goes for it on a fourth down, and they come up with a sneak ice. Wow, and I tell you, Blue Hill with a couple of opportunities gone awry here tonight. I can go back to the one where they come up with the fumble down inside the 10-yard line. Paxton held them out there. They've got a fourth down call here. They've got it down deep, and they stop them again just a uh, – a little bit short of a first down. So Paxton, again, great job defensively, not giving up. 519 left to go here until the half. It's 14 to 6, Bobcats. Yeah, Blue Hill with two possessions inside the 10 yard line. And there's a fumble on the play. Big, big stack up again at the 10 yard line as the quarterback, Fox, was running on the quarterback keeper around the left end. And I think he falls back on top of it. He does. He got back on top of it at the 10 yard line. So, anyway, as I was saying, Blue Hill had two possessions inside the 10. They come up with no points in the scoreboard. And now it's the Paxton Tigers jumping on the ball. There was a Rosen Trader. So Fox, he fumbles the football, the quarterback, and Rosen Trader, a big old lineman, pounces on the ball. Again, they dodge a big, big bullet right there. Boy, they fumbled it a couple of times inside the 10-yard line. That's the third fumble tonight for the Tigers. But we'll give him a gain of four after the uh, fumble. So second down and six. Here's uh, Fox. He wants to throw. He sets up a little screen pass. Is going to be... Incomplete. Trying to get it to a Shao, and he overthrew him, so it's going to be an incomplete pass. Bring up a third down situation, third down and six. Cody Mann's putting a lot of pressure on the uh, quarterback, Fox, as he dropped about three, four yards deep in the end zone, just kind of threw that one up for grabs. That's one thing about eight-man football. You get a couple of guys loose, and they can go the distance in a hurry. Blue Hill has scored on a couple of big plays here tonight. Paxton looking for their first one, but they'll look at a third down, and about six yards to go. The ball inside the 10. Here's a Fox. He fakes the ball. Now he's going to run it around the left end. Gets all the way to the sideline. Penalty flags down. Fox 20, 25, 30. And he's drugged down there at about the uh, 35-yard line. But again, a penalty flag down. This baby's going to come back as a flag is resting about the nine-yard line. Yeah, Fox took this around the uh, far side of the field, around the left side. And there's the indication of holdout on the end. So, again, boy, Paxton just having all kinds of trouble getting any momentum going. They have a big play, but a penalty pushes them back again. That is the fourth time they've been flagged here tonight. And I believe this will be half the distance. Yeah, 420 to play here in the second quarter. Blue Hill has got the lead over Paxton here in the Class D2 State High School football playoffs. The score is 14-6. to Winner plays Tuesday against St. Mary's, a team that has already won today. We'll recap all the scores coming up for you at halftime. So stick around for that for our Allen's Halftime Show here on the Breeze. Third down. Third down and long, about 11 yards to go. A high snap. Here's Fox throws the ball across the middle. That baby is nearly intercepted and dropped here at about the uh, 12-yard line. Threw it in to a lot of traffic there. 
Blue Hill had just as good of a chance there coming down with that reception as uh, the Paxton Tigers did. Well, and that snap was high. Fox did a great job just maintaining possession at about the goal line, and then he had a lot of pressure from Carr coming up the middle. He had to get rid of it in a hurry, and he threw it into traffic, nearly intercepted, but it'll fall incomplete, fourth down and 11, and now we'll see Ockingay drop back deep. He'll stand at his own 35-yard line. Low snap. It goes through the punter's hands, in and out of the end zone. It's going to be a safety. Well, sooner or later, the uh, field possession catches up to you, and that time they were backed up for the third time here in the quarter. Backed up about eight yards deep in the end zone. The snap was low, and the uh, punter, Hubbleweight, he couldn't control it. Goes through his hands out of the back of the end zone. There's a safety for the Blue Hill Bobcats. We'll take a break. Four minutes and 12 seconds to play. We are in the second quarter. We'll take a break with a score. Blue Hill 16 and Paxton 6. Ron's Pharmacy is your you-save pharmacy in Blue Hill with complete pharmacy service, including mail-out service. Ron's Pharmacy also has school supplies, American greeting cards, Russell Stover candies, and Timex watches. You can trust and depend on Ron's Pharmacy because they've been serving you for more than 30 years. Ron's Pharmacy proudly supports academics and athletics in Blue Hill and wishes all the athletes and coaches good luck. Ron's Pharmacy, your Blue Hill you-save pharmacy. The Breeze, 94.5. For Blue Hill, so you have your choice of either kicking it away or uh, punting it. They decided to punt the ball down there. Akengay gets under it. I think he fumbles the football as he falls on top of it here at the 19-yard line. So it's now 16-6. to the Bobcats with a lead. Well, and that Blue Hill offense comes out onto the field. Blue Hill on the night with 147 yards of rushing, but they've had a couple of big plays. They've scored on plays of 67 and 33. Other than that, Paxton really has done a pretty good job against this uh, physical team. There's a Rouse. He fakes the ball, now takes it around the left end, and he's pulled down and down he goes. That was a good defensive play there by Chandler. Roper Chandler, a big 230-pound junior, chases down Rouse from behind and pulls him down. That was a loss of three yards in a play, second down and 13. Yeah, so remember the uh, Bobcats, they had that big touchdown in the first play from the line of scrimmage of 67 yards. And other than that, not a whole lot out there tonight offensively for the Cats. Yeah, they've got 100 yards in two rushing plays, but they've been touchdowns. And again, this Paxton defense showing their uh, speed and physicality on the field there. A big defensive play there, second long now for Blue Hill. Rouse grabs the ball again. Now he wants to throw it. He puts a lot of air underneath that one. It's going to be grabbed at the 35-30, 25-20 down the sideline. That's going to go the distance for the touchdown. They take it down the right sideline. That was Mickey. And boy, he put a lot of air underneath that one. Mickey... Waits for it to come down, Jimmy, and then he was off to the races. A touchdown by McCole Minky, and the Bobcats go out on top down by the score of 22-6. to six. Well, and again, Roush rolls to the right side. He had some good protection back there and just kind of threw that up with the uh, wind and allowed uh, Minky to run underneath the football. Minky with a lot of speed. He accelerated, got the football at about the 30, and he took it in untouched. So 60 yards on the touchdown. Blue Hill scores on a big play yet again. So Menke gets the uh, touchdown reception there. That's his first one of the season. Here comes the uh, point after touchdown. This one is going to be off of the left side. No good. So they go for the uh, one-point conversion that time. And uh, Simonson could not convert. It's a kick off of the left side. No good. Three minutes and 18 seconds to play here in the second quarter. We'll take a break. The score, Blue Hill 22, Paxton 6. 
Thramers Food Center is located in downtown Blue Hill. At Thramers, they take pride in their fresh meat produce and their fast, friendly hometown service. Stop in for their daily lunch specials, some home fried chicken, or any of their delicious deli items. Open Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays, 8 to 5.30. Good luck, Bobcats, from Tim and Deb and the crew at Thramers Food Center in Blue Hill. The Breeze 94.5. So his 60-yard touchdown pass, John Rouse to uh, McCoy Monkey. One after touchdown, no good. Blue Hill now out on top by a score of 22-6. to Here in this uh, state high school football playoff game, there's a ball that's going to be kicked into the end zone and out, so he touched back, and Paxton will come out at the 15-yard line. High school football coverage tonight on the breeze is brought to you by Mary Lanning Healthcare, your care, our inspiration, and by Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters located in Hastings and in Sutton. So it's a uh, 16, actually a 22 to 6 ball game now. Blue Hill getting the uh, safety. And then they uh, get the long touchdown pass thrown by Rouse. And the uh, Blue Hill Bobcats comfortably ahead here, but not an eight man football. You would call it comfortably ahead, yeah. but not an eight man football. No, any team can score from virtually anywhere on the, uh, on the field. As we've had some big plays here tonight. Again, Blue Hill has scored from 60, 67, and 33 yards. And now what do we got? A timeout, Paxton uh, on this field. We talk about Paxton's offense. They have scored on a big play, a 36-yard touchdown pass. But other than that, they haven't done nothing. 26 yards on the ground against this Blue Hill defense. So it's a, it's a game of uh, big plays, three fumbles for Paxton. That's cost them here in this first half. Blue Hill could have been uh, blowing this game open by yeah. now. They had three possessions in the second quarter, all inside the 10-yard line, and they come up with nothing. Yeah, and that's uh, something that uh, John Coffey, I'm sure, is very concerned about. You get into playoff football, you got to be able to take advantage of opportunities, and those were three golden opportunities. They uh, laid the golden egg right on the mat for them to take in and take advantage of this and blow this game wide open. But the Paxton defense, they have not given up in this game. They've given up some big plays, but they've stood their ground down inside the 10-yard line. They've kept Blue Hill out, although Blue Hill still leads in the football game. But again, Paxton hanging around. You leave a team hang around long enough, they'll uh, sooner or later come up with some big plays. Tomorrow night here on the Breeze, we'll have USHL Hockey. It's a Tri-City Storm gets back to action after about a two-week break. They'll play at uh, Fargo tomorrow night. Puck will drop at 7.05. David Fine will have the pregame show at about 6.45 tomorrow night. Then on Saturday, Nebraska football, the Huskers and the Wisconsin Badgers from Camp Randall. It'll be uh, airtime at 1 o'clock with a pregame coverage, 6 o'clock for the kickoff. On Saturday, Nebraska and Wisconsin here on the breeze. First and ten here now for the Paxton Tigers. As they move the ball down here, they go uh, straight ahead. As they move the ball right back to the line of the scrimmage, that's all she wrote. No gain in the play. We'll call it second down and ten. Strange things are happening. We're getting closer to Halloween. Well, I was going to say spooky stuff. Yeah. I uh, hope our board's not frying. Our, our man's at the... At headquarters, he's a long ways away to come with his soldering iron. It's uh, under three minutes to play here in the second quarter. We'll see if Paxton wants to try something down here. They're on their own 15-yard line. You're trailing in the ball game. I wouldn't think they'd try anything too tricky down here. Now we got a, a whistle here, and we have got a timeout from timeout Paxton. Tigers. A timeout for uh, Paxton, so they take uh, back-to-back timeouts here. We've got a break. Two minutes and 33 seconds to play in the second quarter 
It is Blue Hill out on top of Paxton, 22-6. You're listening to High School Football on the Breeze. Hey, pet lovers. It's time for Mohawk's anniversary sale at B&B Carpet. Get Mohawk Smart Strand All-Pet Protection Carpet with the only warranty that covers all pets, all accidents, all the time. B&B Carpet has special pricing and financing for this sale to save you big money from now till Halloween night. Save money, no worries. What a time to come to B&B Carpet in Donovan. The Breeze 94.5. Mike Will, Jimmy Purcell, Gene Shaw. We're back in Blue Hill here tonight for the Class D2 State High School football playoff game between the Bombcats and the Paxton Tigers. So far, so good. The Bombcats out on top, 22-6. to six. Two minutes and 33 seconds to play. Fox will have the ball here. He's got it at the quarterback, now throws it to the near side, and it's going to be incomplete. The receiver actually fell down. That was a hebelweight out here as he was knocked down right on the sidelines. That's going to bring up a third down situation. You know, I like coming to Blue Hill, but you didn't tell me I had to bring my, my candles. This field is dark. It really is. You look up into the uh, far side... Uh... Lights, I, I I know several individuals down here in blue. Maybe we need to take up a collection, get the get some more bulbs in the old, uh, get some more candle power. I'll tell you what, we're, we might have to have a, remember those uh, eight-man places where the guys always circle the field and they well, turn on their headlights? Yeah, yeah, pull the headlights on. We might have to do that before this thing is all said and done with. Third down, 10 yards to go here for Paxton. Fox is waiting for the snap. He's got it, sprints back. Now he unleashes the ball. That's way overthrown. Uh, where he was going, that was way overthrown. His intended receiver down there for Paxton was uh, Dawson Helmer, but he was about uh, 15 yards away from where that baby fell down. And that was fourth down. Now, Jimmy, there's still plenty of time. Blue Hill still got two of their timeouts left here in the first half. It's already 22-6, to six, and there's two minutes and 23 seconds left on the clock, and Blue Hill's going to get some good field position here with any kind of return from Hockengay. Yeah, Hockengay will drop back. He'll stand at his own 30-yard line to uh, field this punt. Again, the breeze still blowing here in Blue Hill, so they should come up with some pretty good field position. Good snap that time. Here comes the kick. He's going to bounce at the 38 across the 40, to the 35-yard line to the 30, and it's going to be down right there at the 30-yard line. So Blue Hill is only going to be uh, 50 yards away from a pay dirt here. At the end of this uh, second quarter with 2.14 to play, they're going to have the wind to their back here. Wow. Another touchdown here, and you can blow this baby open. I was going to say, at the their own 30, is that good field position in uh, eight-man ranks? It's got to be. I would think so. Blue Hill scored from about the uh, same area of the field, 60 yards the last time they had the football. That uh, pass from Rouse to Minky. We'll see what uh, John Coffey and the troops do. They set up here at the 30-yard line. Unbalanced line with the power set off to the uh, right side. Rouse is under center this time. Fakes the ball, now hands it away. They keep the ball on the ground across the 35 out to the 37-yard line. That's Wayne Dicely. Dicely carrying the ball to the uh, 37. Tackle is made in there by Chandler, the defensive tackle, the defensive guard, I guess, an eight-man football into the stop there. A pickup of six yards in a play, second down and four. Blue Hill quickly up to the line of scrimmage now with a buck 50 left. Here in this uh, second quarter, Rouse has got the ball. Now he fumbles it. He's uh, trying to make something out of nothing, and he's going to be snowed under. He drops the snap, had to pick up off of the turf, and then he was uh, snowed under there. That's Nielsen coming in to uh, knock him down, and now the Bobcats want to call a timeout. So Blue Hill calls the timeout. One minute, 42 seconds to play in the second quarter. We'll take a break with a score of Blue Hill 22 Paxton 6. 
Just one place where students are students first and athletics are played with purpose and perspective. That place is your local high school. High school sports offer more than the joy of competition. Studies show that student athletes in Nebraska are also likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in other areas of their lives, including academics. High school sports, a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Nebraska School Activities Association and the Nebraska State Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. The Breeze 94.5. You're listening to the Class D2 State High School football playoffs here on The Breeze, KLIQ 94.5. Online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Third down, seven yards to go. Here's Rouse, a pass across the middle. is going to be overthrown and nearly intercepted. Tipped away down there. Getting his hands on it for the uh, Paxton Tigers was Wayne Blackwell. Pass was delivered high there by Rouse, and now Blue Hill will do the, the right thing here, Jimmy, and uh, punt the football away with a minute 37 left. That was the 11th pass attempt for Blue Hill. I never thought I would see Blue Hill tonight, especially in this playoff game, throw the football around as much as they have. But, uh, again, that was an incomplete pass. Blue Hill punts the football away. They get it away cleanly. High spiraling kick. Nobody back deep for the Tigers. Yeah, bounces the 10 down here to the 5-yard line. And Blue Hill down there is going to down the football at the 5. That was a nice punt there by Manns down to the 5-yard uh, line. That's going to be down by the Bobcats. And that's where the Paxton Tigers will come back out. They'll be in the shadows of their own goalpost again with a minute and 28 seconds to play. 22 to 6 is the score. Blue Hill has got the lead. Well, Paxton needs to make sure here going into the half they take care of the football. They have fumbled it away three times tonight, a couple of times inside the 10 yard line. You don't want to give Blue Hill an opportunity. Although Blue Hill has had the opportunities, they have not been able to come up and take advantage of the uh, the nice gifts they have gotten from Paxton tonight. Here's uh, Fox. He grabs the ball. It was a low snap. He had to grab that one off of the turf as he gets it back to the line of scrimmage to the five yard line. Double up there by uh, Himmelberg defensively for the Bobcats. But, again, that snap was low, and the Fox had to take it off the turf and just go uh, straight ahead there. Now we got a penalty flag down. They've got an infraction here against Paxton. It's going to be half of the distance to the goal line with the ball sitting at the five-yard line. Yeah, penalty number five on the Tigers. It's still a minute 23 left to go. Blue Hill, uh, they could get a, a quick stop here or come up with a uh, another turnover. Boy, Paxton's got their uh, backs against the wall right now. We have one guy in the backfield. That's going to be uh, Caden Shaw. He's going to be set up just to the left of the quarterback back there, Fox. And he's going to get the call as he takes the ball right in the teeth of the buzzsaw here as he bounces away across the five out to about the seven-yard line. Tackle was made in there by Cody Manns for the uh, Bobcats. Uh, pick him up a couple of yards in the play. They'll actually give him about uh, seven, but because of the penalty, actually give him about five because of the uh, penalty, is going to bring up a second down in each situation. We've got a minute to play here in the second quarter with Blue Hill out on top by a score of 22-6 to six here in this ball game. Fox in the uh, shotgun set again. He bobbles the ball and now uh, takes off. He's across the 10 and tumbles his way out to about the 13-yard line. But that's going to be short of a first down. He had to take it to the 16 for the first down. So that's going to bring up a third down situation. Third down at about uh, three yards to go. For the Paxton Tigers, with the clock running, 30 seconds to play. And obviously, a Blue Hill is out of timeouts now. We would have called one right there. So Paxton coming up to the line of scrimmage on third down and three yards to go. Run One running back in the backfield. They're going to fake the ball to him. And now Fox takes off around the left end. Fox is at the 15, and he's shoved out of bounds over there. Shoved out of bounds by a Mickey of Blue Hill. 
And we'll see we got another penalty flag down. Another penalty flag across the field here at the 13-yard uh, line. He was run out of bounds on the Paxton side. We've got the penalty flag here on the uh, Blue Hill side at about the 33-yard line. Looks like another holding call there, a holding call on Paxton. So now with 12 seconds to play, they're going to move the ball back, and Paxton will be looking at a third down and long situation again. High school football action tonight here on The Breeze is brought to you in part by Tramer's Food Center, also by B&B Carpet, by Glenwood Telephone, and by Norder Supply. Always good to bring you some playoff football action here on The Breeze. And now it's third down and eight yards to go. Because of the penalty, the ball is brought back to the eight-yard line with 12.6 seconds to go. Here's a Fox with the ball. Fox is going to try to run it himself, but he runs right into Mans and he brings him down. Mans brings him down back here at the uh, four-yard line. And now uh, Blue Hill does call their final timeout. So Blue Hill calls a timeout. It's going to force a punting situation here for Paxton. And again, they're going to be backed up in their own end zone to do it. Remember, earlier in this quarter, the punter, Hablewaite, that it goes through his fingertips and out of bounds for his safety. Now they're going to try it again as they call the timeout with 7.1 seconds remaining here in the second quarter. Blue Hill may be trying to set something up here on the punt return. We'll just keep it right here as the Paxton Tigers will come out and punt this football away. The winner plays again on Tuesday night in the second round of the state playoffs in Class D2. They will play St. Mary's, a team that comes from O'Neill. If Blue Hill can win, they would have a home game Next to Tuesday, if the Paxton Tigers win this ball game, it'll be a, a game in Paxton next week. Well, Blue Hill's going to try to put some pressure on the punter, and why wouldn't you? They do have a man standing, uh, well, not really deep, just kind of a safety man, but we'll see what Blue Hill can do special teams. Hubbleweight's going to get the uh, ball away here, and it's going to bounce at the uh, 35-yard line. It rolls to the 36-37 in time. is expired here in the end zone. So the first half has come to an end in the Class D2 State High School football game between Paxton and Blue Hill. The Bobcats have the lead here at halftime. The score is Blue Hill 22 and Paxton 6. You're listening to High School Football tonight on The Breeze. The South Central State Bank of Campbell, Franklin, Oxford, Blue Hill, and Red Cloud is a full-service bank offering every banking service your family might need, offering internet and mobile banking. Log on to southcentralstatebank.com. Good luck, sports teams from the South Central State Bank, member FDIC. There's just one place where students are students first, and athletics are played with purpose and perspective. That place is your local high school. High school sports, a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Nebraska School Activities Association and the Nebraska State Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. I was raised in a little town eight miles southwest of here, and from my first day, 18 years ago, I loved working at Mary Lanning because of the people. My daily routine is I get in and see as many people as I can, see if there's anything special that they would need. It's just about being there. I graduated with a full-ride scholarship to Colorado Art Institute in Denver, and I turned that down because I wanted to be a cowboy. The artwork that I do is very, very soothing for me, and it just relaxes me, and it lets me realize I've just been very blessed. My name is Ron Meyer. I'm a customer advocate for Mary Lanning Healthcare. 
Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. The Breeze 94.5. Hi, back here at Blue Hill, the Class D2 State High School football playoffs here on The Breeze. Our halftime show is brought to you by the Allen Superstore at Hastings. Check this week's specials in your local newspaper or online at allensuperstore.com. Allen's, the you get more superstore located on West 2nd Street in Hastings. So Blue Hill kind of sets the tone, Jimmy, on the first offensive play of the football game as they throw a touchdown pass of 67 yards. Paxton kind of settles into the ball game, has a couple of nice defensive stands. Blue Hill uh, gets out on top, and then they get the ball inside the 10-yard line three times in the second quarter. They come away with zero points as they were turn the ball over on downs. They didn't get a safety in there and a quick touchdown pass, and that was a uh, 22-6 ball game with the Cats out on top. Well, it's been a uh, ball game of uh, big plays. Again, Blue Hill scored on three of them, a 60-yard pass, a 33-yard run, and a 67-yard run to start the game out. Paxton scored on a 36-yard pass, and, boy, Blue Hill defenses have really been flexing their muscles. They have uh, not allowed Paxton to do a whole lot in this ball game, and and Blue Hill has uh, put some big numbers up, but they haven't taken advantage of the uh, turnovers that Paxton has given them here tonight. Yeah, so Blue Hill has got the lead 22-6 to here at halftime. Well, Get you some scoring, and we'll get you some uh, halftime statistics. We'll run down some scores that we have so far in the uh, State High School football playoffs, all on the Allen Superstore halftime show here today. Scoring in the ball game again, Blue Hill scored in their first play from the line of scrimmage, the first play of the game offensively. They rip off a 67-yard touchdown as the quarterback John Rausch got into the secondary, and he was off to the races. Rausch going in from 67 yards out. Two-point conversion was good, so. Just, uh, what, eight, 18 seconds into the ballgame. 11.42 left in the first quarter. Blue Hill had the lead by a score of 8 to nothing. Paxton came right back. They go on a 36-yard drive. In fact, they picked it up all in one play, a 36-yard uh, touchdown from Ryan Fox to Trayton, uh, Trayton Hebelweight. The two-point conversion was no good, so Blue Hill still had the lead by a score of 8-6. to six. Then just before halftime, Wayne Dicely got loose on a 33-yard touchdown run for Blue Hill. This time, the two-point conversion was no good. That capped off a seven-play, 53-yard drive. And at the end of one, Blue Hill had to lead over Paxton by the score of 14-6. Again, in the second quarter, Blue Hill got the ball inside the 10-yard line three different times but did not score. Turned the ball over on downs. They finally had Paxton backed up offensively. And they were in punt formation and a snap go through the uh, punter's hands in and out of the end zone for a safety. They had to kick off. Blue Hill got the uh, ball back and immediately they, they went for the jugglers. They threw a 60-yard touchdown pass. Uh, John Roush to uh, Minky covers 60 yards for the touchdown. The two-point conversion was no good. And the score, 22-6. to And that's the way we stand here at halftime with Blue Hill out on top here in this football game. Again, we're at halftime. This is an opening round game of the Class D2 State High School football playoffs. We'll take a one-minute timeout. We'll come back and check the halftime statistics as we continue on the breeze. 
Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings. Your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. Wind and rain can cause real damage to an old roof, but when you replace it with Tamco Heritage Series shingles, you can look forward to something else, peace of mind. That's because Tamco offers a complete roof solution with the shingle styles and colors you want, plus the coverage you need, a limited warranty that offers the longest upfront protection available. For more information, stop by Square Deal Lumber and Hardware in Holstein or check them out online at squaredeal.com. We're the new Get More Superstore. Outlets Superstore. Shopping centered around you, you, you. One-stop shop that gives you more. Shopping centered around Back here at halftime in Blue Hill tonight. Last D2 State High School football playoffs. Blue Hill with a lead over the Paxton Tigers. The score is uh, 22-6 here at the break. And Jimmy, uh, Blue Hill dominating uh, statistics here in the first half. Well, they really have. uh, Blue Hill has basically won every category uh, out there, all the way from penalties to uh, total plays, yardage, uh, passing yards, rushing yards, they've really done a great job. And, uh, again, they've uh, had an opportunity to really blow this thing wide open. They have not taken advantage of it. But Blue Hill leads here at halftime. We'll look at some Blue Hill numbers in that first half. Their quarterback, John Roush, was 6 of 11 passing and even 100 yards. He threw a 60-yard touchdown pass to Minky there in that first half. The Bobcats have rushed it 23 times for 169 yards, 34 offensive plays, 269 of total offense in the first half. Six first downs for Blue Hill and only two penalties against the Bobcats. Some uh, individual leaders, John Roush in that first half. Again, he had that 67-yard touchdown run. He's got 12 carries, 75 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Lane Dicely, five carries and 48 yards. Dicely with a 33-yard touchdown run in the first quarter. And the uh, other guy back there, Trent Carr, has got six carries and 24 yards. Again, Carr with uh, three receptions in that uh, first half as well for 26 yards. For the Tigers of Paxton, their quarterback, Ryan Fox, is just one of six passing, but that one completion was a touchdown. It was from 36 yards out. He's also thrown an interception in that first half. The Tigers have rushed it 18 times, very evenly, nine the first quarter, nine the second quarter, 18 carries, 30 Six yards, just 72 yards of total offense in the first half. They have operated 24 offensive plays. Again, we look at some other numbers. Just two first downs for Paxton in that first half. That Blue Hill defense is oh so stingy out there here tonight. The uh, penalty category, five penalties thrown against Paxton here in the first half. Some individual leaders, Ryan Fox, a quarterback, just six carries and 17 yards. And the other guy back there, Cade Simonitz, has eight 
carries and 19 yards, but again with uh, 36 yards of rushing, 36 yards of passing, not a lot of uh, individual leaders out there. The touchdown pass was caught by Trayton Hebelweight in the first quarter of action. But again, Blue Hill, is uh, that's really the only play that they have allowed uh, Paxton to score on. It's been uh, heavily dominated. It should be more of a uh, Blue Hill lead here at halftime. It's not with the turnovers. But uh, John Coffey and his troops in the uh, far end zone discussing things and ready to get the second half underway. A 22-6 is a score here at halftime in favor of Blue Hill. We'll get you a scoreboard update, as always, brought to you by Furniture Direct of Hastings. We deliver the score. Furniture Direct delivers to your door. Get free local delivery, set up and removal on any Beautyrest mattress purchase. Get more than what you expect when you shop Furniture Direct just south of the Sonic Drive-In and online at FurnitureDirectHastings.net. So here's what we have as far as the state playoffs are concerned. Palmer has got the lead here in Class D1. D1 and D2 are the teams and the uh, classes playing here tonight. And then Classes A, B, C1, and C2 will play their opening round games tomorrow. Palmer is leading uh, Amherst 24-7. They are in the second quarter. Alma today came back to beat Hemingford 44-32. It was West Holt over Dundee County Stratton today 32-30. Chambers-Wheeler Central with a win over Sutherland 54-12. Elm Creek and Cambridge just getting started. They're in the first quarter. Uh, Medicine Valley and Kennesaw, they're at halftime. Kennesaw's got... Uh, no, it's Medicine Valley now with the lead. Medicine Valley leading uh, Kennesaw by a score of 8-6. First quarter score, South Loop 7 and Burwell 7. Halftime, Perkins County 48 and Bertrand nothing. Also in D1, we've got Guardian Angels Central Catholic with a big lead over Clearwater Orchard, 44-6. They're at halftime. Also a halftime score, East Butler 26, High Plains nothing. First quarter, Nebraska Lutheran out on top of Heartland by a score of 8 to nothing. In the third quarter, Lord Central Catholic leading Clarkson Lee 46 to nothing. Halftime score, actually a fourth quarter score now. We see Howells Dodge has got the advantage over Johnson Brock 42 to 24. Tri County has beaten Hardington Newcastle 66 to 26. Creighton shut out Duller Odell today 68 to nothing. Those are your Class D1 results. In Class D2, here's what we have so far. Twin Loop, the number one seed in the Western Division. Twin Loop with the win today over Juanita Palisade, 46-14. Garden County beats Sumner Eddyville Miller, 54-35. St. Mary's with a win over Eustace Farnham, 54-6. So St. Mary's will play the winner of this ball game coming up on Tuesday. And Blue Hill has got the lead over Paxton right now by a score of 22 to 6. Loomis today in the third quarter with a lead over North Central, 42 to 34. In the second quarter, Sand Hills Thetford out on top of Giltner. It is 21. Actually, they got a couple of more scores on the board. They're now at halftime. Sand Hills Thetford 35 and Giltner 8. Osceola with a lead over Sterling, 22 to 6. First quarter score, Fall City Sacred Heart leading Friend, 8 to nothing. Second quarter score, Bloomfield 16, Exeter Milligan 8. At halftime, Lawrence Nelson with a lead over Mead. It is 12 to nothing. That's a halftime score. Lawrence Nelson out on top, 12 to nothing. Halftime, Humphrey St. Francis 48, Emerson Hubbard 6. Second quarter score, Why Not 
with a lead over Fullerton, 38-8. And in the first quarter, no score between Osmond and Randolph. And a final score in Bruning Davenport Shickley with a win over Allen today by a score of 54-13. So the scoreboard update is brought to you by Furniture Direct of Hastings, located on South Burlington and also online at FurnitureDirectHastings.net. We're at halftime here, 22-6. Blue Hill has got the lead over the Paxton Tigers. We've got the third quarter coming up. You're listening to High School Football on the Breeze. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings. Your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. The South Central State Bank of Campbell, Franklin, Oxford, Blue Hill, and Red Cloud is a full-service bank offering every banking service your family might need, offering internet and mobile banking. Log on to southcentralstatebank.com. Good luck sports teams from the South Central State Bank, member FDIC. There's just one place where students are students first, and athletics are played with purpose and perspective. That place is your local high school. High school sports, a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Nebraska School Activities Association and the Nebraska State Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. The Breeze 94.5. Mike Will, Gene Shaw, Jimmy Purcell back here in Blue Hill getting sent for quarter number three. It's a 22-6 ball game as the Bombcats have got the lead here with the Paxton Tigers. I have been unsuccessful in locating the head of utilities to get the additional candle <laughs> power installed into the uh, field maybe it's just us maybe maybe we've got maybe we're we're used to different surroundings it just seems like it's very dark down on this field maybe we're just used to muscle lighting and well, things like that well we've uh, we've been around to a lot of facilities but boy it seems like it is uh it is dark out there but blue hill back out on the field we're about ready for second half action paxton will receive this opening kickoff here in the second half they better find a way to get some uh, offense generated. They only have six points on the board as Blue Hill leads us 22-6. to six. All right, Fox is going to grab the ball at about the uh, six-yard line. He comes back here quickly across the 15, out across the 20 to the 21-yard line. So Fox bringing the ball back there for the Paxton Tigers. And we'll see what uh, Blue Hill does here on defense. Boy, their defense has kept them in the ball game. They've had some uh, big plays offensively. But Blue Hill's defense has looked pretty good so far here in this football game. Well, and again, there has been four touchdowns scored in this ball game, all of them of 30 yards or more. Paxton has a 36-yard touchdown pass, but that's all they've been able to muster out. Blue Hill has done a tremendous job defensively here against the Tigers. All right, Fox will be in the uh, shotgun set. A man goes in motion. They fake the ball to him. Fox is going to take it around the left side, and he's going to be uh, strung out. Down he goes. He is dropped here at about the uh, 20-yard line. The ball came loose, but... Long time after his knee went down there. That's going to be no gain in the play as they took it to the short side of the field, and he is brought down to the 22-yard uh, line. So no gain in the play, second down and 10. Well, and another thing that uh, Paxton needs to kind of control is uh, not only generating some offense, but keep a hold of the football. Three fumbles and one interception in that first half. But that was a, a lot of penetration there. Colin Brown, one of the big guys up front there, putting a lot of pressure on Fox, the quarterback. Second down and 10 yards to go. Now they're going to hand the ball away. Breaks outside to the 25 to the 29-yard line. 
Running the football there was Cade Seminotes for the uh, Paxton Tigers. He picks up about seven yards in the play and is going to bring up a third down and three situation. Paxton moving from our left to our right here in this third quarter of play. They've got the stiff breeze at about uh, 15 to 20 miles per hour blowing into their face here in this third quarter. Now a wide receiver splits out right to the uh, white, uh, right side. That's uh, Shaw with a ball out there. Caden Shaw. now he comes in motion. Crosses the uh, eyes of the quarterback. They hand the ball away to a Shimanos now as he brings it across the 30 onto the 31-yard line, and he had to get to the 33. He didn't get there. He did not get there. The tackle was made in there by the uh, Blue Hill Bobcats and making the stop on defense that time was John Rouse is in there now. And now the Paxton Tigers are looking at fourth down and about a yard to go. You're trailing 22 to 60. You roll the dice here. Well, I think you you do. You have not uh, really had a lot of success against this Blue Hill defense, but you've got to make something happen. You're already trailing this ball game by a couple of scores, and they will. They'll line up here. It'll be Fox, and he'll have a man flanked to his right side here as a guy in motion for the Tigers. So they roll the dice here, and Fox is uh, in trouble. Now he's going to run with it. He's got an opening. He's at the 35 to the 4 in Blue Hill Territory, 35 down to the 31-yard line. That was a broken play. That was a broken play, Jimmy. He wanted to hand the ball away, and his running back didn't take it. So Fox just took off around the right end and finally was brought down to play down here at the Blue Hill 32-yard line. Rouse again into the stop for Blue Hill, but there they they roll the... What do you call it when you're a winner in, in cramps? I, I don't know about it because I, I never win. 7 or 11. Yeah, coming 7 or 11. Yeah. 7 or 11 coming out. Yeah, you're. But they they rolled her good. A 18 yard gain off right side, and they're into Blue Hill territory. So they uh, gamble and they pick up the first down and uh, a fourth down situation. There's an inside handoff to uh, Shimanotes again. That time he's going to be tackled by big old Colin Brown. A gain of only a yard in the play. You want to run away from that big old boy. At 300 pounds and a senior, you don't want anything of that guy. Well, and uh, understand uh, from John Coffey, before the game, Wyoming taking a peek at him, you've got to think there are several other colleges. A guy with a 6'3", 300-pound frame, you're wanted on a lot of college football teams. Line of scrimmage is a 33-yard line of Blue Hill. The Bombcats have got the lead here in the uh, state playoffs. Here's Fox with the ball busting through there on the right side, takes the ball down to about the uh, 25-yard line. So Fox taking the ball to the 25. Tackle is made in there by uh, Cody Manns again for the Blue Hill Bobcats. Again, Paxton looking at a third down situation. Do we see a penalty flag? I think so. There's a penalty flag down, I think, on the far side of the field. Yeah, holding call on Paxton. That'll be penalty number seven here tonight. Boy, Blue Hill has played some disciplined football. John Coffey got his troops all dialed in. They've only had two penalties tonight, but the uh, the guys in the striped suits flag the Paxton Tigers again. Seventh penalty, and they'll push the football all the way back to midfield. It'll be just across midfield at the 39-and-a-half-yard line. Paxton moving left to right. It's a 22-to-6 ball game. The Paxton Tigers are trailing in this ball game. Warner plays again on Tuesday against St. Mary's, a team out of O'Neill. Ball's on the near side, Hash. A lot of running room to the left side of the formation. Fox wants to throw. Here comes the pressure. Fox winds up, throws it down the right sideline. The ball is going to be bobbled down here at the five-yard line out of bounds. Boy, uh, Hebelweight, he had it in his hands, Jimmy. He got behind the uh, defensive back back there, and Hebelweight could not pull it in down at the five-yard line of Blue Hill. Incomplete pass. Wow, and that was Gay on coverage down there. Hebelweight with the one completion tonight from Fox, and that was a 30-6-yard touchdown 
completion and that one there heavyweight should have had that ball he juggled it uh, down around the 10 yard line falls incomplete you got to have those kind of things go for you if you're going to win a uh, playoff game and now paxton looks at a third down third down and 18 from the 40 yard line i think i can make that out down there Ball's on the near side. Hash, wide receiver, splits out wide to the right side. Fox wants to throw, wants to set up a little screen. He does, but it's going to be intercepted. Intercepted, 35-30, touchdown. Intercepted there by the Blue Hill Bobcats. That's Grant Streff. Grant Streff, a 5'11", 185-pound junior defensive lineman. And, boy, they don't have a chance to... Uh, Get their hands on the football too many times. That time he gets the interception and brings it back for a score. Big, big play by the Blue Hill defense. Streff makes her count. Some smoke coming up under them cleats as he takes it uh, just across midfield and around the uh, 37-38 yard line. And they tried to set the screen up, but Streff jumps right in front of the intended receiver. A lot of pressure from Blue Hill, and he takes it pick six for the Bobcats. 37 yards, we'll call it officially. Here comes the uh, PAT. Ball is down. The kick is up, and the kick is good. So a defensive touchdown for the Blue Hill Bobcats here in the third quarter. Eight minutes and 32 seconds to play in the third quarter. It is now Blue Hill 29, Paxton 6. Ron's Pharmacy is your you-save pharmacy in Blue Hill with complete pharmacy service, including mail-out service. Ron's Pharmacy also has school supplies, American greeting cards, Russell Stover candies, and Timex watches. You can trust and depend on Ron's Pharmacy because they've been serving you for more than 30 years. Ron's Pharmacy proudly supports academics and athletics in Blue Hill and wishes all the athletes and coaches good luck. Ron's Pharmacy, your Blue Hill you-save pharmacy. The Breeze, 94.5. So, a big, big play there by the Blue Hill defense. A 37-yard interception return by Streff, Grant Streff. After the PAT, 29-6 is the score now in favor of the Bobcats. Our football game tonight brought to you in part by Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. And by Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and in Sutton. Here comes the uh, kickoff. It's going to drive the Paxton Tigers into the end zone for the touchback. It'll be first down and 10 from the 15-yard line. Well, for Fox coming into the game, he was 25 of 69, 576. He had nine touchdowns, three interceptions. He's got five now on the season. Only one completion to his guy. That was a 36-yard touchdown, but Blue Hill has intercepted the young man twice tonight. And Streff made him pay there. Steps in front of the screen pass, takes it the distance. And Blue Hill is on top now. Got her in cruise control now at a 29-6 lead. 8.32 left to go here in the third quarter. And now we've got to play suspended momentarily. Yeah, I think we had a couple of equipment malfunctions there. Now we're ready to go as uh, Paxton gets up to the line of scrimmage, which is the 15-yard line. There's a Fox waiting for the snap. He's got it. He's going to run the ball himself. And he's going to be stacked up right at the line of scrimmage. Well, the Blue Hill defense is tough. Tackle is made in there by Colin Brown again. Defensive line for the Bombcats. No gain in the play. Second down and 15 yards to go. This Blue Hill defense only gave up an average of 14 points per ball game. And we're talking eight-man football, Jimmy. That is very, very good. Yeah, that is very good in eight-man football. And looking at the uh, stat sheet here, they have had two plays that have gone over 10 yards from scrimmage tonight. That was in the first quarter. They had a 15-yard run by Fox, and Fox with an 18-yard run here in the third quarter. Other than that, they have averaged four yards per carry. Other than those, so the Blue Hill defense has done a tremendous job. That was a gain of uh, about a half a yard. 
Here's uh, Simonotes now. He's going to carry the ball for about four yards as he angles off to the left side. Tackle is made in there by Trent Carr for a Blue Hill. So we'll call it third down and six yards to go. Both teams are lying on their rushing attack here right now. The Blue Hill Bobcats making some plays in offense. They just got a big defensive score there from Streff. He returns a pass 37 yards for his score. And the Bobcats comfortably ahead now in the third quarter, 29-6. We're down to seven minutes to play here in the quarter. I think a big third down call here for Paxton to try to get back to the ball game. Third down and six yards to go. Fox has got the ball. Wants to set up a pass again. He launches the ball downfield. He's got his man out there, and it's going to be caught down here at the Blue Hill 34-yard line. That's a heavyweight as he falls to the seat of his pants down there. He falls down at the 33-yard line, and it's a first and 10 for the Tigers. 27-yard gain, so the second completion is another big play. Gets it all the way down into Blue Hill territory, and I did not get a number as a Blue Hill defender had uh, fell down. Also, the uh, the guy back there, Middlethorpe, was the one that made the uh, reception. He's had uh, two of them, the only two receptions here tonight. There's a uh, inside handoff again. That's going to go nowhere as they hand the ball away there for the uh, Paxton Tigers to Shaw. Aiden Shaw brought uh, down on the play by Ethan Sharp of Blue Hill. We'll give him one yard in the play. Second down, nine yards to go. Paxton moving left to right here in Blue Hill tonight. The line of scrimmage is the 32-yard line of Blue Hill. Down to six minutes and 30 seconds to play. But the Bobcats out on top of a score of 29-6. to six. I think Paxton has got a score here, Jimmy. And I, I'm talking a touchdown to maybe get back into the football game. But this one could be over. Here's Fox. Wants to throw, pumps once, now throws it again. Hebelweight hauls it in again down here at the 10-yard line. He's having his way back there with a defensive back for Blue Hill. Akengay, he comes up with another sensational catch. So a couple of uh, receptions here on this drive. And Paxton all of a sudden knocking on touchdown door. Hebelweight with the three receptions tonight. One touchdown at 36. He's had consecutive catches of 27. We'll give him 20. On that, boy, the Blue Hill defenders having a tough time defending him downfield. All of a sudden in the game, they've decided to throw the pig around. All right, here's Fox again. He's going to hand the ball away to a Seminoles as he angles off on the right side. He's going to be brought down by a big old Colin Brown after a pickup of two yards in the play. So the Paxton Tigers now under six minutes to play. They're trailing in the ball game 29-6. to six. They're trying to get back into the things here. They get the ball down here at about the six-yard line. Ball is at the six-yard line, second down and goal for the Tigers. As they come up to the line of scrimmage, the ball is on the near side, Hash. They're going to have a couple of ends in tight now with one running back, Seminotes, just to the right of the quarterback, Fox. Fox grabs the ball on a high snap that throws the ball, a jump ball situation into the end zone. It's going to be incomplete. Trying to get the ball back out there to Shao. He is matched up with Akengay in the deep left corner of the end zone. It's going to be incomplete. That's going to bring up a third down and six situation now from the six-yard line of Blue Hill. Boy, again, Cody Manns coming in uh, from that left side, putting a lot of pressure on Fox. He has done that a lot tonight. He's uh, forced Fox to throw the football before he really wanted to, and that was the uh, the case there, and that one goes way out of the field of play, so it'll bring up a third down here, a very important third down for Paxton. Now Shaw is going to move to the uh, right side of the quarterback, Fox, back there in the backfield. Fox pitches the ball back to Shaw, trying to get uh, to the corner, and he does, but he's going to be ridden down at about the uh, four or five-yard line. Shaw is knocked down into play by Brown of Blue Hill, and now it's fourth down. Well, Blue Hill was down here offensively three times inside the 10-yard line in the 
second quarter, and now we've got Paxton inside the five-yard line down here in the third quarter. Well, and obviously trailing uh, the way Paxton is, they will go for it here on fourth down. There's no kicking here. Playoff game, you lose, you are uh, getting the round balls out. Paxton line up here. It'll be Fox, and he'll have a uh, back just to his right. That's a Seminoles back there. Fox waiting for it. Hands the ball away to Seminoles. He crashes forward. He needs about three yards. He keeps his feet moving. He takes it into the end zone for the score. He was initially stopped at about the two-yard line, but then drove the old stack of humanity into the end zone for the score, and Paxton scores from three yards out. First rushing touchdown tonight for the Paxton Tigers. Their other score was a big pass play, but that was a nice drive put together, and that was a couple of uh, nice catches by Hebelweight downfield to get them the first down, and a good run there by Simonitz to get the uh, ball into the end zone. A three-yard variety here with four minutes and 34 seconds to play. And now we've got the uh, the conversion. It is up there. It is good. The uh, one-point conversion is good. So Paxton back within 15 points. And that was a two-point conversion. All right, two-point conversion. I was busy writing stuff down here. It goes fast here. Well, I tell you, fast and furious here in Blue Hill. All right, two-point conversion is good there by the uh, Paxton Tigers. Four minutes and 34 seconds to play. Here in the third quarter, it's now Blue Hill 29, Paxton 14. For all your furniture and flooring needs, stop at Blue Hill Furniture. In business since 1889, Blue Hill Furniture has the stability, selection, and quality of larger stores to go with friendly service and competitive prices. Top brand names, too. If you're looking for a single piece or an entire room, Blue Hill Furniture will take care of you. Better Buys in Blue Hill, located at 501 West Gage. For your convenience, they accept Visa and MasterCard. Blue Hill Furniture proudly supports Blue Hill Athletics and Academics. The Breeze 94.5. Mike Will, Jimmy Purcell, Gene Shaw back in Blue Hill, the Class D2 State High School football playoffs on The Breeze. KLIQ 94.5 is now 29 to 14. Blue Hill has got the lead. Bobcats bringing the ball back 15-20 out to the uh, 25-yard line and spilled right there. And that's where uh, Blue Hill will uh, start offensively. The ball is brought back there by uh, Trace Ockengay for the Bobcats. So now Blue Hill back out here offensively. First down and 10 for their own 25 left or right to left here in the third quarter. Well, and we'll see what Blue Hill can do. This is their first possession here of the second half. It was Paxton that received the opening kickoff, took a lot of time off the, uh, the clock. So we'll see what uh, John Coffey and these boys have got dialed up here. Blue Hill scored, but it was a defensive touchdown. There's a handoff as they take it off of the right side, plowing their way across the 30, out to the 33-yard line is Carr. So Carr moving the ball for about to seven yards, just a blast off of the right side. The line there behind big old Grant Streff and Colin Brown. Picks up about seven, second down and three yards to go. The third quarter, the Paxton Tigers back into this football game, 29-14 to is the score. Blue Hill has got the lead. Bobcats come up to the line of scrimmage right in the center of the field here. The backs now stacked up in the I formation behind their quarterback, Rouse, who's up under center. Rouse brings the ball back. There's a handoff straight ahead again. They keep the ball on the ground. That's Trent Carr. As Trent Carr plows for a first down across the 35 out to the 39-yard line. Tackle is made under by Roper Chandler for the uh, Paxton Tigers. And Blue Hill does what they do best, and that's a rush to football. They'll just keep the ball on the ground. and. Everybody in the whole stadium, the whole uh, complex here knows that they're going to rush the football with a lead here in this uh, second half. They come up now on the 
the power shotgun set as there's a direct snap to the quarterback. Rouse, and he's going to be stacked up on the play as he takes it out for the right side, stacked up. Over there defensively again is a Nielsen. So you've got the two running backs set right in front of the quarterback, John Rouse, who just uh, uses those guys for blockers, and Rouse is going to be spilled, but did not get back to the line of scrimmage. He's going to be stopped here at about the 38. Second down, 11 yards to go. Clock is running. We're in the third quarter with 3.05 to play. Blue Hill out on top by a score of 29-14 to 14 here in the ballgame. Van comes in motion. They fake the ball to him. Rouse has got it around left end. Rouse to the 40-yard line. Breaks loose to the 38 to the 37. Finally brought down on the play there by Chandler again for the Paxton Tigers. But now Blue Hill, Jimmy, looking at a third down situation. This will not be easy. Third down. We'll call it about uh, seven yards to go. The line of scrimmage is the 38-yard line of Paxton. Well, in Blue Hill... Uh... Roush has uh, thrown it around a little bit tonight to 11 pass attempts. He's uh, 6 of 11 passing and even 100 yards. We'll see if that's what they dial up here. Probably nobody in the backfield for Roush. Wide receivers left and right. Roush has got the ball. He fakes it. Now he's going to wind up. He's going to throw the ball down the right sideline and overthrows his intended receiver. That was Ockengay down the 10-yard line. Ockengay had a step on his man. That was six points written all over that ball, but it was overthrown by Rouse. Boy, did you see Manns on the left side. Uh, Ockengay was on the right side. He was open. Manns was on the left side. He had his hand up. Hey, throw it over here. And uh, Rouse not able to get it delivered. He had some penetration, some guys coming in chasing him. But, boy, he throws that one uh, wayward. That was a sure six if he could got it to either one of those individuals. Now Manns is in the punt here for Blue Hill. And, boy, that one is over to the next county. That, that's way, that's way, way out of the end zone. Southern Adams. Southern Adams County. Look out. We got a UFO coming in. That's going to be a punt by Cody Manns. So he knocks that baby out of the end zone. But on the touchback, they're going to bring the ball back out to the 15-yard uh, line. And all of a sudden, Jimmy... Paxton has got yeah. a little momentum on their side. Yeah, you just feel like the Mo has really switched here at halftime. The first uh, offensive possession does not go very well for John Coffey's Bobcats. Paxton comes up with a defensive stop. They have to punt. And now Paxton, after that long scoring drive, comes back out on the field. Again, they've been able to get the football downfield to uh, Hebelweight. He's got 83 yards worth of uh, catches tonight. Here's a Fox with a spread set. Fox wants to throw. He throws the ball up there again. That one is going to be picked off by Ockengay. Picked off at the 35-yard line. He just threw that baby up for grabs. Ockengay is back to the intended receiver with Shaw, but Ockengay kind of playing center field out there. Turns around, and look what I found. I got the uh, football. It's an interception, another turnover for Paxton. Well, and that was good coverage downfield, very tight. But, again, Fox had tremendous pressure. And when you're a quarterback and try to throw it when you're you're falling backwards, you cannot get enough uh, mustard on the football. And that was the case. Ockingay right in front of the receiver. Blue Hill takes over at the 35. So Blue Hill gets the ball back. Now here's a handoff as he's keep the ball on the ground. Here's Carr and Carr. He gets the ball down to the 29-yard line, so they move it from the 35 down to the 29. We'll give him a pickup of six yards and a quick blast there. So down to a minute and 50 seconds to play. Here in the third quarter, Blue Hill has got the lead by the score of 29-14. to 14. Each team has scored so far here in the third quarter. Blue Hill on a 37-yard interception return for a touchdown by Grant Struff. Baxton scoring on a three-yard run by Cade Seminoles. It's 29-14, to uh, 14, and now the Paxton Tigers jumping up front. Blue Hill up to the line of scrimmage with a long count, and Paxton 
A little too anxious there. They jump off sides, and that's going to give Blue Hill a first down on the penalty. The eighth penalty on the hard count from John Roush. And that will be uh, first down number not, uh, eight, excuse me, eight for Blue Hill here in this ballgame. So now they got the football inside the 25-yard line, first and ten. They'll put it down at the uh, 23. Rouse is up under center again. Inside handoff, busting through there across the 20, down to the 18-yard line. That's a Dicely carrying the ball there for the uh, the Bobcats. Now they're in their game. They just want to grind it out three, four yards at a time is exactly what they want to do. Clay Nielsen into the stop there for the uh, Paxton Tigers. That was a pickup of four yards on the play. Second down, six yards to go. Under a minute to play down the third quarter. Blue Hill back up to the line of scrimmage. Unbalanced line to the right side now. Back to the offset eye. Hand off again. Right side to Carr. Runs over a man to 15. Takes the ball to 10 down to the five-yard line. Carr taking the ball down to the five-yard line. Finally bringing him down back there was a Dawson Helmer. But not before a big guy runs over a couple of would-be tacklers. That's a Carr. That's going to be a first down and goal for the Bobcats down here at the six-yard line of Paxton. Carr now with uh, 10 carries in the ballgame. 57 yards will give him 14 on that boy, Carr is a uh, upright runner, but very, very punishing. He'll run guys right over. Rouse up under center again. Unbalanced line off to the left side of the formation now. Turns, hands them all the way to Carr. Slips one tackler, and then he runs in to a Chandler, and he's going to be brought down on the play. Maybe a half a yard game, but that's all she wrote there for uh, Trent Carr. Down to 14 seconds to play now here in the third quarter. Blue Hill waiting here as they wait for the call to come in from the near side. I'm sure that was the last play of this third period. Is there going to... Let things expire, and we'll head to the other end of the field here. Three quarters in the books in the Class D2 State High School football playoff game tonight. We'll take a break with a score, Blue Hill 29, Paxton 14. Glenwood Business Center offers a ready-to-go, on-demand furnished office for up to three people with affordable rent by the hour, day, or week. A modern tech-powered space complete with Glenwood high-speed fiber allows you to do sales presentations, demonstrations, or one-on-one training. Do you have a home-based business? This fresh, clean space offers a safe and secure place to meet. It's quick and easy to rent with a great downtown Hastings location. Call today, 402-303-1000 to reserve your meeting date. Breeze 94.5. Mike Will, Jimmy Purcell, Gene Shaw back here in Blue Hill. The Bobcats out on top of the Paxton Tigers. Our game tonight brought to you in part by Tramer's Food Center. Also by B&B Carpet, by Glenwood Telephone, and by Norder Supply. The Blue Hill Bobcats looking for their eighth win of the 2016 season here tonight. Uh, just 12 minutes away from uh, capturing that. 29-14 to 14 is a score over Paxton. Well, quickly through uh, three quarters, Paxton, 83 yards through the air, 82 yards on the ground, 165 total. Quarterback Fox has thrown one touchdown, but three picks here in the ballgame. For Blue Hill, 100 through the air, 210 on the ground, 310 total, and Blue Hill is up under center on a second down call here. From the six-yard line of Paxton to begin this fourth quarter of play, man comes in motion. There's a, a handoff to Cars. He angles off on the right side, takes it inside the five-yard line, down to about the two. So Trent Carr carrying the mail there to the two-yard line. Blue Hill trying to punch one in here at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Tackle is made in there by Rosen Trader for the Paxton Tigers. Paxton now with their backs to their own goal line here. Paxton five and three on the season. Blue Hill has got the lead here in this one. The score is 29-14. to 14. Blue Hill 
Now looking at a third down situation. Third down and goal from the two-yard line of Paxton right in the center of the field. Rouse under center, looking over the defense, waiting for the snap. He's got it. Here's Carr. He gets the uh, carry, slips one man, and takes the ball toward the goal line. He stretches, and he does not get in there. Yes, he does. Oh, one signal. One of them says, yeah, that's a touchdown. But the other ones don't agree. Now they're going to bring up a fourth down. Yeah, his arms are straight up to the air, but he's (laughs) calling for a fourth down. I've never seen that before. His arms go up. Usually that indicates a touchdown, but this time he says, nope, that's a fourth down down here at the goal line. Well, and I believe Blue Hill has had the football inside the 10-yard line tonight three different times and has come away with no points, and John Coffey wants to talk about it. He wants to make sure that does not happen here. Like I said, I was watching uh, Andre Simonson, or Anders Simonson, the foreign exchange student, kick field goals during their uh, – pregame workouts and he was hitting them from 42 yards going in the other direction but the ball is sitting down here at about the one and a half yard line you would think this would be a field goal range well you you would think but with the the size with colin brown up front you would think that uh in the backs the way they run hard for blue hill you'd think they uh could punch it in from one yard out we'll see what john coffee dials up here if you can't get it in from one and a half yards out you don't deserve a touchdown that's exactly right I've heard, we've, we've heard that before yeah 10 47 to play in the ball game blue hill has got a couple of score lead it is 29 to 14 the bombcats calling the timeout to talk things over with john coffee and the offensive uh, coaches down here on the near sideline bombcats looking to advance into the second round of the state playoffs this is their 12th consecutive appearance in the state high school football playoffs. Of course, uh, Blue Hill, very successful back there in the uh, 2000s, in the early part of this uh, 2000 era, winning the championship in C2 in 2008. They were the runner-up in 2006 and in 2007 under head coach Scott Porter. Now we got a fourth down situation here. The ball just outside the one-yard line. They faked the ball. Now they're going to throw for it into the end zone. Touchdown. Not a man around man's. Rouse throws a one-and-a-half-yard touchdown pass to Bands and Blue Hill tacks on six more. Great play call by John Coffey and his staff. They faked everybody out as uh, Paxton was anticipating the plunge right up the middle from either uh, Dicely or Carr, but they faked that, roll around, and throw it to Mann's one-yard touchdown, and now the uh, foreign exchange student Simonson in for the point after. Ball is down, the kick is up, and the kick goes up there, and the kick is good. It's through the pipes. It is through the pipes with 10 minutes and 43 seconds to play in the ball game. We'll take a break now with a score. Blue Hill 36, Paxton 14. Getting the most out of every acre is a tough challenge for every grower. It helps to have an expert with you every step of the way. Norder Supply has been assisting local growers in achieving maximum net return per acre for over 40 years. Get one of the agronomy sales specialists at Junietta, Blue Hill, Bladen, Red Cloud, or Franklin a call today at 402-756-4345 to experience expert agronomic advice and to see how they can help you maximize your return on every acre with spot-on recommendations and ASGRO and account seeds. The Breeze 94.5. High school football coverage tonight brought to you in part by the South Central State Bank, also by Ron's Pharmacy and by Blue Hill Furniture. Blue Hill scoring here in the fourth quarter. A one-yard touchdown pass from Rouse to uh, Mans gets into the end zone and Blue Hill is out on top down by a score of 36-14 to 14 here in the ball game. Here's the ball uh, brought back. It was fumbled down there. Inside the 10-yard uh, line and finally covered up there by 
the Paxton Tigers. Well, that was a high end over end kick by Blue Hill and Fox. I think lost it in what lights we have here. Ball was live down there. Blue Hill had some personnel down there, not able to uh, come up with a football, so they'll spot it at the, uh, what about the 10-yard the line? All right, so Paxton a long way away from the uh, opposing goal line here. 10 minutes and 40 seconds to play in the football game. Blue Hill is out on top by a score of 36-14. to 14. Fox will stay in there. He's got a running back in the backfield now just to his, his right. They faked the ball to him, and now we got the thing blown dead, and somebody is in motion too soon. The line judge on the far side throwing the uh, hanky out here. We're going to have a penalty marched off on the Paxton Tigers, a five-yard penalty marched off against uh, Paxton. That is nine penalties on the Tigers here tonight. They have uh, really uh, shot themselves in their foot via the penalty. Blue Hill, very, very disciplined football. Just two penalties for John Coffey's Bobcats, and now Paxton looking at uh, long yardage, a first and 15. From their own four-yard line as they are backed up, they got the uh, breeze to their back here in the final period. There's a, a fumble down there, but they fall on top of it. A scramble is on there, but I think, uh, no, at the bottom of the stack, Blue Hill comes out of there with a football. I thought for sure that the running back for uh, Paxton fell back on top of that one at the six-yard line, but they signaled Blue Hill's, uh, Blue Hill's way. Somebody pulled the ball out of there and gets another turnover on the Paxton Tigers. Wow, and uh, for Paxton, when they look back at this game on game film, it's going to come down to turnovers and mistakes. They have just uh, killed themselves tonight. Three interceptions, one of them a pick six. They've had four fumbles, and boy, you just can't do this in playoff football. They've laid it on the ground inside the 10-yard line three or two other times here tonight. We'll see if Blue Hill can capitalize. Paxton, although, has kept them out, but uh, Blue Hill has uh, been able to uh, put a pretty good lead up here against the uh, Tigers. Get the nails. Get the hammer out. This is the final nail in the old coffin this right here. This will be. They go in here. 36-14. to 14, Blue Hill has got the lead. They will take over deep in Paxton territory. Here's a Rouse. He's just going to go uh, straight ahead with the ball as he carries it down inside the five-yard line to about the three. So John Rouse Taking the ball, the quarterback down to the three-yard line where Blue Hill is knocking on touchdown door to try and put this ball game away. They're already leading by a score of 36-14 to 14 here in the contest. A, tuner, a turnover-plagued uh, football team we're seeing from Paxton here tonight. Now Blue Hill comes up from the three-yard line. Now they're going to have uh, Mans in the uh, Wildcat. He's just going to go straight ahead with the ball as he gets it to the two-yard line, and he's wrestled down right there. Wrestled down in the play. That's a Chandler making the stop. So that time they went to the uh, Wildcat for the first time tonight. We talked all week long about Blue Hill uh, running the Wildcat most of the time. That was the first time we saw it with Mans in there. Yeah, and Mans takes her out the right side, and, boy, he did all he could to try to get that football across the goal line. He gets four, and it's going to bring up a third down and goal here, the ball at the one-yard line. Mans again will be in the Wildcat formation. He gets the uh, direct hand, the direct uh, snap there, and he just bangs ahead. He takes it into the end zone for the touchdown. So Mans takes it in out of the Wildcat formation. So following a big fumble, a big turnover for Paxton, Blue Hill tacks on one more. It's 42-14. Four Mans, his second touchdown in the same end zone. He's got a, a one-yard touchdown pass here in the second half. And that one there in the Wildcat formation takes it off right side. Same play as before. He gets into the end zone. And Simonson in now for the PAT. And we've got play held up momentarily. We've got a, looks like a chin strap. Got to have your headgear buckled in. 
Yeah, you don't want your hat falling off. No, got to have your hat buckled up. All right, so Cody Manns, he gets the one-yard touchdown reception in the previous possession. Now he gets his second touchdown with a uh, one-yard run right off the uh, gut of the defense there. The extra point is up there. It is good. So Blue Hill cashes in on the uh, turnover from the uh, Paxton Tigers. We're down at nine minutes and 19 seconds to play in the football game. Blue Hill has got the lead. It's the Bobcats 43, Paxton 14. Car insurance isn't about the car. It's about the precious cargo the car carries. It's about providing security and confidence that if an accident occurs, you'll be protected. I'm Dave Challey of Barney Insurance. As a local independent agent, we can design an insurance program that's just right for you and your family, providing safe, sound, secure insurance protection from auto owners insurance. Stop by or give us a call. Time is the true test of endurance. Barney Insurance. The Breeze 94.5. High School Football tonight brought to you in part by Mary Lanning Healthcare, your care, our inspiration, and by Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and in Sutton. Tri-City Storm Hockey tomorrow night on the breeze. Tri-City playing at Fargo, airtime 645. Nebraska and Wisconsin on Saturday, airtime at 1 o'clock. Blue Hill with a big lead here in the uh, state playoffs. Here comes the uh, kickoff. It's going to come down at about the uh, 10-yard line. Back quickly to the 15. Now going to the far side of the field. On his feet to the 20, 25, and he's running out of bounds at the 30-yard line. Running the ball back there was uh, Ryan Fox for the uh, Tigers. So now it's a uh, 43-14 to ball game. Looks like Blue Hill is going to pick up their win number eight on the season here. And they will host a second-round game next Tuesday. They'll take on St. Mary's, a team coming out of uh, O'Neill. They won today in their first-round playoff game, so that sets up a second-round action on Tuesday. Be a home game for the Blue Hill Bobcats. Nine minutes and 11 seconds to play here in this one. Paxton has got the ball. They'll start this drive from their own 30-yard line. Fox stays in there. Fox backs up, wants to throw the ball, now gets away. Fox running 30, 35, and he's run out of bounds. Shoved out of bounds over there by uh, Dicely. For uh, Blue Hill, who's playing on defense now. Right out of bounds over there at the 34-yard line. We'll give him a pickup of four yards and a play second down and six. We'll have our post-game, sh- com- uh, post-game show coming up here on the breeze. Here's all the final numbers. We'll try to get some uh, more football scores to pass along to you. Then tonight, over on 1230 KHIS and also on Classic Hits 98.9 KKPR, we'll have the Ruts Heating and Air Conditioning Show. All the scores starts uh, somewhere around 10 o'clock tonight. We'll get you that. There's a uh, handoff again. And now we might have another fumble down there. And we do another fumble for Paxton. That's a Siminotes. Fumbles the football and is picked up by Blue Hill here at the 36-yard line. That is eight turnovers in the ball game. Five fumbles, three interceptions. Talk about self-destruction. That one there was just a simple handoff off left side. Again, the ball comes loose. And Blue Hill, Johnny on the spot. I did not get a number who come up with it in the blue. But uh, the Bobcats got it with 8.55 left to go here. Comfortably in front, 43-14. to 14. Wow, what a disaster for the Paxton football team. That's a terrible amount of turnovers. Ethan Sharp, I think, was the guy at the bottom of the stack there to uh, grab the ball. So now the Bobcats will have the ball. 
With nine minutes to play in the football game, Blue Hill has got the lead, 43-14 to 14 here in this one. And Blue Hill has got the ball back in Paxton territory. They got it here at the 35-yard line, working left to right against the win, if that makes any difference here in the fourth quarter. Blue Hill comfortably ahead here in this one. I would imagine everything on the ground here for Blue Hill. Keep the clock running, try to get a few first downs, and uh, they can about run, uh, run the clock out if they can maintain this drive. Rouse is in the... Shotgun set. Now he just goes straight ahead with the ball. He's across the 30 down to the 29-yard line where he's hit down there by the Tigers. Tackle is made in there by Paxton's Bennett Perlinger who's in there now, 145-pound sophomore for Paxton. You'll hear a lot about uh, Paxton here in the next couple of years. They've got a ton of youngsters here in this squad. Most of them are uh, sophomore kids we see up and down the lineup. A couple of a lot of sophomores, a couple of juniors in the there's a handful of seniors, so you'll be hearing a lot about the Paxton Tigers in the years ahead. It's going to bring up a third down situation, third and short here, as Rouse is going to run the football himself. He's not going to get there. He needed about four yards. He got about half of that, two yards, but I'm sure Blue Hill will go for this one. Rouse is tackling the play. Bottom of the stack there was Rosen Trader for the Tigers. That's going to bring up a fourth down situation, fourth down and about three yards to go. Ball is sitting at the 28-yard line. Now John Coffey is going to send in the punt team. Looks like the punt team. <laughs> yeah, the punt team's coming out there with Mans. He's going to punt the football away. We're down to seven minutes and ten seconds to play. Here in this one, Mans will kick the ball. Paxton not believing this is a punt. They have nobody back. Mans is going to just throw it up, kick it up high, and trying to pin the Tigers down deep, and he doesn't get the roll. It hits it about the three-yard line and in and out of the end zone there for the Tigers. So... They got the touchback. Ball comes out to the 15-yard line with 6.57 to play. Well, again, Paxton in the uh, ball game, 167 total yards now in the football game. But the turnover margin has definitely hurt them here tonight. Eight turnovers, five fumbles, three interceptions. One of them interceptions was a pick six by Streff for Blue Hill. And they just uh, have not uh, had anything go their way. The ball has not bounced in their court here much tonight. Yeah, you turn the ball over eight times. I don't like your chances. No, you're not uh, probably going to win many ball games. Here's uh, Foxy's back out there now. He's going to hand the ball away to a Seminoles who's had some uh, fumbling problems. He gets uh, some yardage there across the 25 to the 26-yard line. Seminoles picks up about 11 yards in the play, so he takes it off of the right side of the offensive line there and gets uh, 11 yards to the 26-yard line of Paxton. Down to seven minutes to play here in the fourth quarter. Blue Hill is out on top by a score of 43-14 to 14 here in this football game. Fox waiting for the snap. He's got it. He's going to run the ball himself. He wants to run the football across the 30 out to the 32-yard line. So a short gain there. That's a Colin Brown in on the stop. Also making the stop there for Blue Hill is going to be uh, John Rouse. It's going to bring up a, a second down and five situation now. Pick up a five yards in the last play there by... Ryan Fox, who's done the, a lot of damage for Paxton, the damage that they have done here in this football game, both running and throwing the football. Fox has now got a running back sound to his left side, and they blow wow. this one dead. Boy, if it's not turnovers, it's been penalties. That's what, number 10? 10. 10 penalties now for uh, Paxton here in this one, an illegal procedure call. So the five yards that Fox picked up on the previous play, they're going to take it right back here. That's going to bring up a second down and 10 situation now for the Paxton Tigers. Obviously, brothers out there, I would imagine. Mason Shimonitz, uh guilty of uh, early movement there on that offensive line. 
All right, wide receiver is split out to the uh, left side of the formation now for Paxton. That's uh, Hebelwaith, who has come down with a couple of receptions here in this football game. But Fox is going to run the ball, looks inside, bounces outside. He's at the 35-yard line, out to the 37, and spun down there by Rouse. So Fox, yeah, there we go, Fox on the run. He really just didn't say that. Yeah, that's Fox on the run. Oh, my goodness. Who was that? Who was that group? Uh, Sweet, is that the group? Fox on the run. Oh, this is one of them now we're going to be. Oh, yeah. We'll be thinking of. We'll we'll come up with it. That was a uh, 11-yard gain by uh, Fox off uh, left side. They bring it to the uh, 38-yard line. We got penalty flags again, number 11 down. That's going to be an illegal procedure call against against the Paxton Tigers. Now you got me thinking. You've got to Google that. Google that, or we're not going to get any sleep tonight. Fox on the run. That was a big hit in the 70s when we were growing up. Remember that song? Google that thing. I will, but I'll pass along a score from not far down the road. Just got a, uh, a message sent to me. Lawrence has won their playoff game. They beat Meade 50-14. to 14. So uh, Lawrence with a big win. All right, here's a Fox running the football, and he's not going to get far. That was a first and 15. He got back to the line of scrimmage. Maybe... Forward progress for one yard is going to bring up a second down and 14 situation. Five minutes and 11 seconds to play. 5-11 to go. Yeah, that was sweet. Sweet? Yeah, I just got to I knew sooner or later the phones would be blowing up. Yeah, Fox on the run, 1974. Sweet. That's good work, Bradley. All right, there we go. Now now I can be rest assured. (laughs) All right, here's the option play. They're going to pitch the ball back here, and that's going to be – Blown up here by the this Blue Hill defense has played well today, Jimmy. As they try to get outside, and there was nothing there. As a Paxton is brought down in the play, that's a Caden Shaw who tried to get outside in the option, and it was stacked up. We'll give him one yard in the play, being nice there. Third down and 13 yards to go. Well, there's been 83 yards through the air, and we'll give uh, unofficially right now 111 yards on the ground for Paxton here tonight. Uh, Blue Hill has uh, given up a couple of uh, big plays, but, uh, boy, they are very quick on the outside and physical up on that front line. Approaching four minutes to play here in this one. Blue Hill comfortably ahead. There's the inside handoff again. That's going to be stacked up. Paxton trying to go up inside to a cage Seminoles. Ethan Sharp again. Boy, how many times have we called his name tonight? He's had a good, good football game for uh, Blue Hill. He's got seven tackles so far in the ballgame. So that drive didn't go anywhere for the Paxton Tigers. They have to punt the football away on fourth down and about 15 yards to go. Line of scrimmage is the 31-yard line of Paxton. I think that's Ockingay dropping back deep for Blue Hill to field this punt. Stands at his own 10-yard line, waiting for the snap here on fourth down and long, 15 yards to go. Here comes the kick, a good high kick, not very far. It's going to bounce here at about the 15-yard line. It's going to take you Paxton bounce across the 10 down to the 9-yard line. That's going to be all she wrote. So three minutes and 21 seconds to play. The Blue Hill Bobcats have got the lead over Paxton. The score is 43-14. to 14. This game was 22-6 to 6 at halftime. 29-14 to 14 after three quarters. And right now it's 43-14. Blue Hill has got the lead as they're sailing to the next round of the state high school football playoffs. Well, you know, it's a good feeling as a coach you can take your headsets off and hang them over the bench as the blue hill coaches are doing the uh, blue hill staff just to the left of us we'll be heading down to the field blue hill will advance 
into the second round of the playoffs. Rouse is up under center here on first down and 10 yards to go. Long count. Here's a inside handoff. Dicely nearly breaks that one as he brings the ball across the 15 out to the 18-19 yard line. Tackle is made in there by Perlinger for uh, the Paxton Tigers. Bennett Perlinger, the 145-pound sophomore. But that play was a, a pickup there of Dicely of uh, nine yards, second down and a yard from the 19-yard line. Dicely now was 66 yards in the game. He came in with 550 yards. He's the leading ball carrier for the Bobcats coming in, 12 touchdowns. Dicely, he's a, he's a banging back, big guy back there. Rouse again up under center. Here's another handoff to uh, Dicely. Now he fumbles the football. It is still loose, but Blue Hill falls on top of it across the 20 out to the 22-yard line. Fumbles the ball forward, and Grant Streff, who picked off the pass in the third quarter of play for a pick six, he falls on the ball here to keep the ball into the hands of the, the good guys here at the 22-yard line. Fumble recovery by Grant Streff. First down and 10 now for Blue Hill. That is first down number 11 for Blue Hill in the ball game as the clock continues to uh, tick down, 223-222 left to go here. Blue Hill obviously in no hurry to take a snap. So Blue Hill will go to eight wins and one loss in the season. They will play St. Mary's, a team out of O'Neill, next Tuesday in the second round of the state playoffs. And now they're going to call a timeout here, and they're getting some of the, the second you, liners in there. Have you worked on the too deep for the Bobcats? You're going to need it. Well, it can't go too deep. I mean. <laughs> they, they don't have any on their roster. No. I know where you're going with yes. that. They, they can't have a complete substitution change, I don't think. Well, there was there was eight fresh bodies that ran out on the field. Might have some JVs. Might have some JVs in there now. <laughs> you think? So they're going to mop up, give them some uh, playoff duty here. That's always good to see. Two minutes and 13 seconds to play. As uh, Blue Hill is going to come out here on first down and 10 for the 23-yard line. So we'll get you the scores before we leave here tonight from Blue Hill. Lawrence Nelson, we understand, is already... Won their uh, first-round playoff game just down the road from us here. So Blue Hill up to the line of scrimmage and first and 10 from the 23-yard line. They pitched the ball back here, swinging to the right side to the 25 and spun down right there. Carrying the ball for Blue Hill was Max Mormon. Mormon carrying the ball. He's a freshman. This is, uh, I think this is Ockengay. Is he running? The, no, it's going to be number six is in there. J.C. Himmelberg. He's the uh, quarterback now for Blue Hill. So the second teamers out there. Boy, Mormon. Uh, He's five foot five, baby. Out there, 100, 115 pounds as he takes her off right side. I'd like to see him on the scale at 115. All right, here we are on a second down and eight situation. Blue Hill trying to finish things off as they just go uh, straight ahead, carrying the bail there. Is going to be uh, Joe Mackin. Mackin is a sophomore running back, five foot eight, 130 pounder, as he brings the ball across the 25 out to the. Well, you give him the 31-yard line. Good game there by uh, Mackin. Down to a minute and 18 seconds to play. The Blue Hill Bobcats going to advance here in the state high school football playoffs. And now John Coffey shuffling folks about every play here. It is third down and three yards to go. Blue Hill with the ball on their own uh, 31-yard line. Up under center looking over the defense. And here's a uh, inside handoff. And that's, that's going to be a number 61 running the ball there. That's a Tony Bauman. He's listed as a defensive and offensive lineman, six foot one, hundred and eighty-five pound sophomore. He got a carry there. He needed about four. He only got one. So now it's fourth down and three yards to go. Everybody getting in the action yeah. tonight. Yeah, who wants to carry? Under, Normally, 
Normally 61's on the line. He, he's he's in the backfield. Yeah, you don't normally see a 61 in the backfield. No. It's a fourth down and a couple of yards to go now for Blue Hill for their own 32-yard line. And now here's a quarterback sneak, and uh, picking up the first down is going to be uh, Himmelberg. Himmelberg sprints out there across the 35 to the 36-yard line. We're down to 20 seconds to play. Blue Hill is out on top by a score of 43-14. to 14. And this football game is a wind the clock, and we probably don't have to run a, another play here as Blue Hill is just standing in the huddle here. And they're going to wrap up their eighth win of the uh, 2016 season. It's going to be a big one, the first round of the state high school football playoffs here in Blue Hill. And the clock has reached zeros. That is the end of the football game here tonight in Blue Hill. So the Bobcats use an impressive ground game, Paxton, with numerous turnovers in the football game here tonight. And the Blue Hill Bobcats, they sail to a victory and on into the second round of the State High School football playoffs next Tuesday. That should be a home game next Tuesday for Blue Hill, and we'll let you know about broadcast plans and maybe uh, starting uh, times and everything like that as we receive them here. But Blue Hill picks up a big win as they knock off Paxton tonight. Final score of 43-14. to Postgame and show is coming up next. The South Central State Bank of Campbell, Franklin, Oxford, Blue Hill, and Red Cloud is a full-service bank offering every banking service your family might need. Offering internet and mobile banking. Log on to southcentralstatebank.com. Good luck sports teams from the South Central State Bank, member FDIC. Thramers Food Center is located in downtown Blue Hill. At Thramers, they take pride in their fresh meat produce and their fast-friendly hometown service. Stop in for their daily lunch specials, some home fried chicken, or any of their delicious deli items. Open Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays, 8 to 5.30. Good luck, Bobcats, from Tim and Deb and the crew at Thramers Food Center in Blue Hill. What style of roof best expresses your taste? Bold and contemporary or classic and traditional? You're sure to find it in the Heritage Series of Shingles from Tamco. Along with a wide selection of stunning colors to further individualize the look. Best of all, Tamco backs your shingles with the best shingle limited warranty available at no additional cost. Now that's beauty that performs. For more information, stop by Square Deal Lumber and Hardware in Holstein or check them out online at squaredeal.com. Hey pet lovers, it's time for Mohawk's anniversary sale at B&B Carpet. Get Mohawk Smart Strand All-Pet Protection Carpet with the only warranty that covers all pets, all accidents, all the time. B&B Carpet has special pricing and financing for this sale to save you big money from now till Halloween night. Save money, no worries. What a time to come to B&B Carpet in Donovan. The Breeze 94.5 all right, back here in Blue Hill. They win it tonight. The Blue Hill Bombcats over Paxton. Final score of 43-14. to And welcome in to the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is there to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today at New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery. So the Blue Hill Bombcats kind of set the tone. They score on their very first play from the line of scrimmage tonight. They go 67 yards. A uh, quarterback keeper by John Roush. He goes 67 yards for the touchdown. 
Two-point conversion was good. Just 18 seconds into the ball game, Blue Hill had an 8-0 lead. The Tigers come right back as they get a 36-yard touchdown pass from Brian Fox to Trayton Hubblewaith. A two-point conversion was no good. Blue Hill still led by the score of 8-6. to Bobcats scoring again in a 33-yard touchdown run with 10 seconds to play in the first quarter. The two-point conversion was no good. Blue Hill had a 14-6 lead. Then Blue Hill had the ball three times inside the 15-yard line in the second quarter and did not score. The Blue Hill defense had Paxton backed up in the punt formation, and the snap went through the punter's hands in and out of the end zone for a safety to make it a 16-6 ball game. Paxton then had to kick off. Blue Hill got the ball back, and immediately they throw a 60-yard touchdown pass from John Roush to McCoy Minky. The two-point conversion was no good. 22-6 was the score at halftime in favor of Blue Hill. Bobcats adding a quick touchdown at the beginning of the third quarter on a 37-yard interception return for a touchdown by Grant Streff. The point after was good to make it 29-6. Then Paxton came back. Got a nine-play, 65-yard drive. Cade Seminoles took it in from three yards out. Two-point conversion was good. That made the score 29-14. But then the Bobcats scoring a couple of touchdowns in the fourth quarter to put it away. They get a one-yard touchdown pass from Rouse to Manns. Cody Manns to make it a 36-14 ball game with 10-43 to play. Then following a fumble on the next drive by Paxton, it was a short field and a very short field at that for Blue Hill. Three plays, six yards. They got a one-yard run from uh, Cody Manns. The point after touchdown was good. 43-14. Blue Hill improves to eight wins and one loss on the season. Well, it might not have been the uh, prettiest victory uh, this season for John Coffey and his troops, but they get it done. You were talking about uh, this Paxton football team. Really nothing to hang their heads uh, about. They, uh, they get into the uh, playoffs. Four seniors is all they had. Boy, they do have a lot of youngsters. That is very promising for the Paxton Tigers in years to come. While we're on Paxton, we'll get you their numbers. Their quarterback, Ryan Fox, tonight was 3 of 12 passing, 83 yards. He had one touchdown, that from 36 yards out. But he also had three interceptions, one of them being a pick six to Grant Streff in the second half of action. For the rushing attack for Paxton, 39 carries tonight, 111 yards, so 194 of total offense on 51 offensive plays. They uh, also had five first downs in the ball game. They were nailed 11 times for penalties here in the ball game. Some individual leaders in the ball game: Caden Shaw had seven carries and 27 yards. Their other guy, Trenton Hebel, uh, Hebelworth. Hebelweight, I knew I was going to mess that up. Receiving tonight, he had a, a nice night. Three receptions, one touchdown, and 83 yards. And uh, Cade Shimonitz tonight finishes the ball game with 17 carries and 53 yards. For the Blue Hill Bobcats, their quarterback, uh, John Rouse, goes 7 of 13 tonight, 101 yards, two touchdowns. Those coming from 60 and one yards out. 45 rushes for the Bobcat offense, 252 yards on the ground. So 353 of total offense on 58 offensive plays here tonight for Blue Hill. They uh, were able to uh, put up 12 first downs. And again, a very disciplined game played by John Coffey's troops. Only two penalties in the ballgame. Some individual leaders here. Lane Dicely ends the night with eight carries, 68 yards. Lane with one touchdown. Quarterback John Roush had 17 17- 
carries and 85 yards. He also had a touchdown. That was the first play of the football game from 67 yards out. Also in the uh, ball game is Trent Carr with 14 carries and 63 yards. Carr, by the way, also had three receptions and 27 yards. The other uh, touchdowns were by McCoy Minky. That was from 60 yards out, and Cody Manns caught one from one yard out. Manns also had a touchdown from the Wildcat uh, formation from one yard out. But again, a, uh, a good ball game by Blue Hill. They advance. That's what you want to do. It's win and move on in the playoffs. They'll move on to the second round of the state playoffs. That'll be on the Tuesday night against the O'Neill St. Mary's, and that ball game will be played here in uh, Blue Hill with a uh, starting time yet to be determined. As we continue on in the uh, New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show, we'll get you up to date on all the scores that we have in so far before we get out of here. In Class D1 at halftime, Palmer has got the lead over Amherst. The score is 38-7. to Alma today has beaten Hemingford by the score of 44-32. to West Holt with a win over Dundee County Stratton, the score 32-30. to Chambers Wheeler Central knocked off Sutherland today by the score of 54-12. to In the third quarter, it is Elm Creek leading Cambridge. The score is 14-6. Medicine Valley has beaten Kennesaw today by the score of 29-20. to So Medicine Valley, the number six seed on this side of the uh, Class D1 ranks. They beat Kennesaw 29-20. to At halftime, Burwell all over South Loop. The score 41-7. to Perkins County beat Bertrand today by a score of 70-6. to In Class D1 in the Eastern Division, you've got Guardian Angels Central Catholic with a win over Clearwater Orchard, 60-18. to Halftime, Humphrey, Lindsay, Holy Family with a lead over Pender, 22 to nothing. East Butler tonight has beaten High Plains by a score of 34 to nothing. Halftime score, Heartland 22 and Nebraska Lutheran 16. Lord Central Catholic has beaten Clarkson Lee 52 to 8. Other final scores, we see Howells Dodge has moved on. They owe. They knocked off Johnson Brock tonight, 48 to 24. Tri County 66, Huntington Newcastle 26. That's the final score. And Creighton has beaten Diller Odell by the score of 68 to 6. In Class D2, here's what we have so far: Twin Loop 46, Juanita Palisade 14. It was Garden County tonight beating SEM 54-35. St. Mary's 54, Eustis Farnham 6. Blue Hill over Paxton, 43-14. Loomis beat North Central, 42-34. At halftime, Angeli Litchfield, 34. Arapahoe, 20. In the fourth quarter, Sandhills Thetford out on top of Giltner. It is 49-14. Halftime score, Mullen, 52. Crawford, 6. In the fourth quarter, Osceola, 60. Sterling, 14. At halftime, Fall City Sacred Heart, 39, Friend, nothing. In the fourth quarter, Bloomfield, 54, Exeter Milligan, 8. Final score, Lawrence Nelson beat Meade, 50-14. Final score, Humphrey St. Francis, 56, Emerson Hubbard, 12. Third quarter score, Why Not over Fullerton, 44-8. Halftime, Osmond, 7, Randolph, 6. 
Final score, Bruning Davenport, Shickley, 54, and Allen, 13. In 43-14, our final score here, Blue Hill knocks off Paxton tonight. Tomorrow, we'll have USHL hockey for you here on the Breeze. Tri-City Storm playing at Fargo. Face-off will be at 7.05. Pre-game show will be at 6.45 tomorrow here on the Breeze. And then on Saturday, Nebraska football, Huskers taking on Wisconsin. Air time will be at 1 o'clock for the uh, pre-game coverage, 6 o'clock for the kickoff from Camp Randall Stadium in Wisconsin as the Huskers take on the Wisconsin Badgers. That'll do it for us here tonight from Blue Hill. Thanks for the folks at Blue Hill for having us down here tonight. For Gene Shaw, for Jimmy Purcell, I'm Mike Will, wishing you a very pleasant good evening from Blue Hill. You've been listening to High School Football on The Breeze 94.5 KLIQ Hastings. The proceeding has been an exclusive presentation of Platte River Radio Sports.